0: Okay, quit messing around, man. Give me some tips on crypto. No. But you are an expert, right? No, I'm not an expert, and I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely.
1: Caroline Ellison has always been seen as the star witness for the U.S. government in the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. She was a member of Bankman-Fried's inner circle, and she is also his ex-girlfriend. That gives her unique insight into the disgraced crypto mogul, better known by his initials SBF. And today, she delivered some explosive testimony against him. NPR's David Gura joins us now from outside the federal courthouse in Manhattan. Hi, David. Hey, Elsa. So what happened inside that courtroom today?
2: Well, Caroline Ellison, who is 28 years old, is seen as a key witness because she used to head this hedge fund that Sam Bankman-Fried co-founded, which was at the heart of SBF's crypto empire. It was called Alameda Research. Now, the U.S. government has alleged there was this massive conspiracy orchestrated by Bankman-Fried to defraud customers, investors and lenders. And Ellison has pleaded guilty to being a part of that scheme. She's a cooperating witness for the prosecution. Mm -hmm. I got to the courthouse four hours early, along with other reporters and members of the public who lined up before dawn to see her testify in person. Dozens more watched it in overflow rooms at the courthouse. I did get in the room, and okay. when the prosecution called Ellison to the witness stand, everyone turned to look. These two giant doors opened at the back, and Ellison was escorted down the center aisle to the witness stand, past reporters, lawyers were there, including the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District, who, the office, whose office is trying this case, and the parents of Ellison's ex-boyfriend they were also looking on. There was this dramatic moment on her first day of testimony. Right after Ellison took the stand, one of the prosecutors asked her to point out the defendant to the jury. and. We watched Ellison kind of stand up, squint, and then really scan the entire room looking for him. It took Ellison maybe 30 or 40 seconds before she finally laid eyes on SPF, who was sitting at the defendant's table behind a laptop. Now, obviously these two people know each other very well, Elsa, but a lot has happened since they last saw each other, now almost a year ago, and I will also note, his hair is cut way shorter than it used
1: to (laughs) be. Maybe she didn't recognize him at first. Okay, so what exactly did Caroline Ellison say in her testimony today?
2: Well, the stakes here are so high because of what Caroline Ellison knows. Yes, she was part of Sam Bankman-Fried's inner circle, but she also had this on-again, off-again personal relationship with him going back years to when she was an intern on Wall Street and he was a trader at the same firm. Now, Caroline Ellison alleged that even though she was officially the head of this hedge fund, it was Bankman Freed who continued to call the shots, even after he stepped down from running it full-time. Ellison alleged SBF directed her to use more than $10 billion in customer money to pay for all kinds of things, including investments in risky startups and to pay back debts. Ellison described the immense pressure she was under, of how a lot of the activity she engaged in was misleading and dishonest. Those are her words. And she started to tear up at the end of her testimony, when she recalled how relieved she felt when everything finally fell apart last november you know what she dreaded for months elsa the collapse of bankman crypto companies finally had happened
1: exactly all right so what happens next at this point
2: well, we are in week two of what is expected to be a six-week trial caroline ellison's testimony continues tomorrow with cross-examination by the defense sam bankman lawyers have indicated they're going to argue ellison was responsible for the collapse because she was not equipped to lead alameda in effect she made massive mistakes And Bankman-Fried was so busy running FTX and meeting with lawmakers and regulators, he just wasn't able to keep tabs on what was going on at a hedge fund. If Ellison's testimony today is any indication, I think we can expect much more drama when she's questioned by Bankman-Fried's defense attorneys tomorrow.
1: To be continued, that is NPR's David Gura outside the federal courthouse in Manhattan. Thank you so much, David. Thank you.
3: While some jobs may be swept away by generative AI tools, new ones could show up in their place. Here to talk about some of the new careers that AI could and already is creating is WSJ Pro Enterprise Technology Bureau Chief Stephen Rosenbush. So, Stephen, you and your colleagues wrote about some of these new jobs, and I just want to start with one that seems essential to getting AI models up and running at companies. What does an in house large language model developer do?
4: These large language models, which are trained on massive amounts of data scraped from the internet to recognize, generate, and predict language and sequences, actually need to be tailored and custom fit to purpose. So in finance, for example, we're likely to see developers who take these large language models and customize them for certain financial applications. You could see that same dynamic taking shape across all sorts of industries.
3: All right. So once this tech is integrated into companies, a lot of people are going to need to be, you know, reshuffled. And you say there's going to be a job called a reskiller?
4: Exactly. You know, we're evolving, we hope, but at not the same sort of speed that machines are. We proceed at the pace of evolution, much, much slower. So we're going to have to work really, really hard in some ways to Keep up with machines and keep our skills relevant, figure out what it is that we can do really well relative to wherever the machines are at the moment, and then figure out you know what skills are really useful in certain settings, whether they're companies or other environments. And those people are going to be three skillers.
3: Have we seen this job already existing because of the technology that we have today?
4: Of course, but what's new here is that there's this new dynamic between machines and specifically AI and what people need to know. So these people are going to have to have very specific understanding of where AI is in terms of its development, of where people ought to be in terms of their development and how to apply them to really specific situations.
3: Okay, this next job is something that we've actually talked about on the show before, and it seems like maybe something that's created really just because of the advent of AI. Tell us about prompt engineers.
4: Well, this is a job that everyone's talking about right now, and no one had anything to say about this role until ChatGPT made its debut last November. But now you need... Someone who actually understands how to talk to the machines. While the machines understand, in a sense, natural language, you sort of have to know what to say to them, and that's not so obvious. And right now, we're all used to dealing with search, but what you're getting there is a very static, straightforward answer to a straightforward question Where is the restaurant? Where am I going? This is a new skill in which you end up with one set of responses, and then refine it. And over time, the AI gets smarter, gives you better answers, and hopefully we get more value out of it as well.
3: The last job I want to ask you about may seem like, you know, the most out there, but it really has a useful goal, AI psychotherapist. Why do we need those?
4: Well, who doesn't really need a psychotherapist? Sure, sure. The problem with AI as it exists now is that unlike the software programs that we've developed over the last number of decades, uh, they don't have an audit trail for us. They don't really explain themselves. It's not obvious how or why a large language model with one trillion parameters spits out the answer that it does. There are just too many variables. So we're going to need people who are trained in sort of understanding the patterns and going back and reverse engineering the decisions that AI has made. If I go to an AI and I ask it for a recipe to make from the things in my basket, I, it's not a life and death matter, at least most of the time. But you know, if you're talking about hiring someone, if you're talking about issuing a mortgage, If you're talking about something that could involve some important life event, you really want to know why the AI is making a recommendation that affects someone's life. Just as we need to have an explanation when people make these decisions, we're still going to have to have an explanation when the machines make decisions.
3: All right, that's Stephen Rosenbush, Bureau Chief for the WSJ's Enterprise Technology Team. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And finally, these new roles might mean you'll be spending all day at work dealing with AI. But our tech columnist Christopher Mims recently wrote that pretty soon you won't be able to escape AI even outside of work. He says it'll worm its way into our work and home lives just like the internet and email.
5: Some of the experts I talk to think of AI as something as basic as a new computing platform Mm -hmm. like your phone or the cloud. It's just this place where we can tell machines to do things using natural language. And those machines can interact with other services that use natural language as their main interface, like search engines. And because the whole internet is built around natural language, these AIs have the potential to save us all kinds of time, just make us more efficient. So we're going to see them pop up in the way that people make plans, the way that they date the way that they communicate with their friends and relatives. AI will become invisible because AI will just be another kind of computing, like your mobile phone.
6: White
7: supremacy is the sickness.
6: Pharmacy employees at some Walgreens stores are planning a walkout from today that could last through Wednesday in some cases. Pharmacists, technicians and support staff are protesting what they call burdensome prescription and vaccination expectations. Walgreens told Reuters that it was engaged in listening to concerns that were raised by some of its team members and said that it's making significant investments in pharmacist wages and hiring bonuses. This has been a big issue uh, all the way back to the pandemic where you have Walgreens, CVS, other pharmacies. If you walk into any of these pharmacies, you see the pressure they're under to try and get the pharmacies, uh, the prescriptions delivered. You see, especially during vaccine season. Uh, lines of people sometimes waiting for these things. So you, you can understand how they got to a breaking point with some of these situations. I know CVS stores, uh, some of them in uh, Kansas City have walked out over some of the staff on that, and the Ohio Attorney General is actually looking into whether some of the practices at CVS uh, have been severely understaffing their pharmacies. And so it, it's a, an issue across the nation. In the meantime, union workers at Volvo-owned owned back Trucks, voted overwhelmingly to reject a proposed contract deal and go on strike today. That five-year deal would have raised pay by 19 percent. It would have improved retirement benefits and added vacation time for some workers. The UAW said about 73 percent of the workers voted against the deal.
5: Meantime, uh, the strike by more than 75,000 workers at Kaiser Permanente Health Systems, it is now officially over for now. The work stoppage ending on Saturday morning without a deal. Kaiser and the unions have scheduled bargaining bargaining sessions for the end of this week. But the unions warned they could strike again if executives bargain in bad faith. So this is more of a temporary reprieve than anything else.
8: With our climate story of the week, which we're doing every Tuesday all this year on the show today, it's a climate call in on the question. How is your work, your job being affected by climate change or how is your job affecting it? Jane in Queens, you're on WNYC. Hi, Jane.
9: Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, So, I work for Instacart and I'm doing this two years now. Long story, lost my job in the pandemic. Um, But it's a ridiculous amount of miles that I drive per day when I deliver to a customer and they say there's a supermarket four blocks away. Why are you coming? from Queens to Brooklyn to bring me my bag of lemons or or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So it makes me feel so bad. I mean, this is my job. And sometimes that's the conflict that I have is the amount of emissions and mileage just to deliver groceries when there are supermarkets very close to the customers, sometimes within blocks. And I don't understand why they would assign a supermarket in Long Island City, Queens, and I have to go to, like, you know, Corona or some way to deliver it.
8: There's something or, worth or, fo- following up on. Um, what's the Instacart algorithm and why does it make people like Jane pick up a bag of lemons, to use her example, uh, from a further away store that's in the Instacart network uh, than than some other store to the people they're delivering to? Jane, thank you for raising that. Uh, Sarah in Westchester. You're on WNYC. Hi, Sarah.
10: Um, yes. I kind of wanted to piggyback off of that comment. In, my husband's a teacher. Really? And in September, he doesn't teach naked, school, does he? Yeah, <laughs> no, just making I sure He wouldn't be teaching for very long. Um, but it, it gets very unbearable in the classroom. A lot of the school buildings just aren't um, equipped with air conditioning to, to deal with these these hot summer-like temperatures in the fall or um, like an, even an early heat wave in the spring. And not only is that unbearable for the teachers, but it also affects the students. Um, so that I've noticed over the years, it just gets worse and worse. In fact, there have been some days where the students haven't been allowed to have outdoor recess because it's too hot.
8: Sarah, thank you very much. A report... From the school teacher Frank. One more. Michael in Massapequa. You're on WNYC. Hi, Michael.
5: Hi. First, I'm a caller. Um, so I work at a beach, in, in a, a public beach in New York State. Uh, it's obviously very outdoors. We're doing manual labor all day, every day. Rain, snow, sometimes shine, hot weather, cold weather. So with climate change, the weather is becoming almost unbearably hot during the high points of summer in August. Because of this, our staff and ourselves, we are having to pull them in more often, give them water breaks more often. Um, on occasion, we just can't send them out, uh, to do very much at some points during the day, during the week. It is, um, it, it's just a very, uh, tenuous situation and it's really noticeable, especially when you're working outside at a beach, all day, every day, in in the extreme heat.
8: And that is a good place to end, Michael, because ironically, people tend to go to the beach for relief from the heat very frequently, but even the beach workers are feeling it. Thank you for your call. Thanks to everybody.
11: Time to get that off.
12: Big industrial development is often framed as a trade-off. The companies building refineries and factories or drilling big oil wells will argue the downsides of pollution are outweighed by the economic benefits of all the jobs the industry brings to a community. But new research from Tulane University shows that most of the oil and gas jobs in black-majority communities in what's known as Louisiana's Cancer Alley, an area known for high levels of pollution and way higher than normal cancer rates, Go to white workers. Researchers from Tulane shared their findings with Floodlight, a nonprofit newsroom focused on environmental reporting. Terry Jones is a reporter with Floodlight and has a new article published on Friday based on this new research published on The Grist, as well as NPR affiliate WWNO. He joins us now from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hey, Terry. Hey, Scott.
11: So big picture. Let's start here. What did Tulane find? Well, basically, what they found is the highest percentage in disparity was in St. John the Baptist Parish in Louisiana, which is home to the third largest oil refinery in the nation. And there, people of color represented 70% of the working age population, but make up only 28% of the manufacturing workforce. The disparity was even greater with respect to higher paying jobs, such as managers and cell workers and technicians, where minorities only hold 19 percent of those positions. And this is according to the Tulane uh, research data, and they use basically publicly available data on jobs tax exemptions and the toxic air emissions, and which is part of a a larger analysis that the Tulane Environmental Law Clinic is doing that's taking a look at the hiring and disproportionate pollution exposure from industrial facilities across the country.
12: And that's a good thing to just kind of to underscore and explain. This wasn't this wasn't necessarily a list of all the employees at at a company. They were looking at the big picture data, the demographic makeup of the people getting this jobs. these jobs. And comparing that to the demographic makeup of the people who live in the community. And you're saying there's a really big gap here.
11: Right. And, and and Scott, I've been covering communities in Cancer Alley for almost 10 years. And this is something that I always heard anecdotally from people, residents there. Anytime I went to do stories, they would always say, yeah, you know, we have all these health risks because we live next to these polluting facilities, and they also don't hire us. I mean, I've heard this for years and years and years and years. And I actually just happened to meet uh, one of the researchers from Tulane's Environmental Law Clinic, and this discussion came up. And I was kind of pointed out that, listen... This is something that I've always heard, but there really isn't a way for us to get at this as journalists because these are private companies. They don't have to share employment data with us. And the researcher that I talked to in this article said, hold up, hold up, Terry. I think there's a way that we can get at this. And this is some work that I want to do, and I would love to share it with you. And that's kind of how this all came about. So you have that
12: initial conversation They get to work, they come up with these findings, and I'm curious what the response has been. First of all, what has the response been from people in the community who have been
11: saying it's felt like this way for, for a long time? The best way to describe it and how they describe it to me was that it was kind of like a gut punch. It was something that they always suspected, they always knew, but when they saw the hard numbers, it kind of knocked the wind out of them a little bit.
12: And what has the response been from the industry? Because I covered oil and gas drilling in Pennsylvania, and there wasn't necessarily as much of a racial disparity, but there was certainly a disparity between Local people getting the jobs versus people coming in from out of state. And the answer was always, look, it's highly specialized. You have to hire the people who know how to do it. And sometimes that's not the local community. I mean, that's been the argument for years and years.
11: Well, and, and so let, let's, have, let, let's take this two ways. So let, let's go back to this, the, the last question you just asked me. One of the residents I talked to, she said that she had multiple family members. This is in St. John the Baptist Parish who went to college and specifically majored in things like industrial engineering because they wanted to stay home close to their family so they can get these jobs. They went to go get the jobs, and they were. she said they were told by industry, oh, no, 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 you need to go through our like trade program. That's where we kind of funnel our hires through. They do that, still didn't get hired. So these are people with that specific background that they're looking with for? With specific background, people of color. I reached out to a lot of the companies that uh, I cited in the article, Many of them did not respond to me. Marathon Oil did respond to me. I shared all of the data with them. I said, what is your response to this? This is what people are saying. They feel that you're not hiring them. The jobs are not going to the local community. What do you have to say to this? They did not answer that question directly But they did say that, well, listen, we have been providing all of this money, I think approximately $500,000, to scholarship programs that are designated for minorities looking to study and get jobs in industrial-related
12: fields. Yeah, and we had um, gotten a similar statement, I think, from Marathon, and a lot of the things that you talked about, they said that more than 30% of their hires now company-wide are people of color. I wonder what the people you talk to make of, of a stat like that. Is that enough?
11: You know, I would love to share that with them. I didn't get that stat when, they, when, I, when I reached out to them a couple of months ago.
12: I just want to broaden this out to end the conversation. You know, the high cancer rates in, in this stretch of the state are so well known, as is the fact that that the harm disproportionately goes to people of color. The EPA had recently opened a civil rights investigation into the area last year. A lot of people who lived there were hopeful that that could lead to changes The case was shuttered in June before any negotiations between the EPA and the the State Department of Environmental Quality could conclude. Any sense of what that means going forward here?
11: Some of the people in that uh, case were the people I interviewed in this story, St. John the Baptist Parish. They were very, very heartbroken by that decision. But what I did find is that they're not letting that beat them down. They seem dedicated and they seem poised to continue fighting and pushing back as much as they can.
12: And I will note that we will have a lot more reporting on that EPA investigation and what happened to it on tomorrow's All Things Considered. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Scott.
7: Cause I've been to Kansas City, that's
6: the blues I got
10: Missouri Supreme Court taking up a case involving racial discrimination and a hostile work environment at a Harley-Davidson plant in Kansas City. Our Missouri Chief Capital Bureau reporter Emily Manley has more on the decision before the seven-judge
13: panel. An attorney representing more than a dozen former Harley Davidson employees says starting in 2017, there was a news found in the woman's restroom, then a swastika and racist graffiti appeared just before the plant closed in 2019. Court documents allege that there were incidents of violence towards black workers. All Before the Missouri Supreme Court Wednesday, a question if all 18 former employees who filed the lawsuit were subject to a hostile work environment.
5: Because the 11 appellants have failed to plead anything that they personally experienced.
13: Back in 2020, one year after the Kansas City Harley-Davidson plant closed, a group of black workers claim racial discrimination was happening in the workplace.
14: With swastikas and the n-word, n-word
11: uh, multiple nooses hung throughout the plant, those might as well be billboards
8: uh, for the
13: plant. The lawsuit names both Harley-Davidson and Syncrion, a contractor brought in by the motorcycle manufacturer to help with production.
11: There was literally a line in the plant that was segregating where they could go and where they couldn't go. They worked for one company that was mostly black. They said the employees of that company cannot cross
13: that line. The circuit court dismissing the claims for 11 employees, sending the case to the state's highest court.
15: Isn't that enough to get past the motion to dismiss
13: stage? An attorney representing the former employees saying these discrimination acts affected all employees. And under the Constitution, every Missourian has a right to a trial.
11: This is corporate America trying to take away our ability to bring cases in court.
13: But the lawyers for the two companies disagree.
11: The appellants cannot state
2: those claims because they have not alleged they were subjected to or personally experienced any unwelcome harassment.
5: We believe that any individual who is claiming a hostile work environment must say what conduct they personally experienced.
13: As for the other seven employees who were involved in the lawsuit against the two companies, their claims are still pending before a circuit court. The Missouri Supreme Court did not issue a ruling Wednesday, and it could be months before a decision is reached. Reporting from Missouri Capital Bureau, I'm Emily Manley.
0: Months, see there? Months, they could have been months, years, who knows? University of Washington they are playing the University of Oregon tomorrow. It's a big deal around these parts. It jogged my memory because in Oregon, they had a similar case where racism, white supremacy was alleged in a workplace setting. The case took more than a decade. It might even still be pending, but it took more than a decade. This is this, you know, due process in that part of justice, like you're not supposed to report hey, somebody is breaking into my house I thought, oh, okay, we'll well mm-hmm, mm. oh, we're going to get to it we're going to get to it, just, you know it's it's October, uh, if you check back with us around mm, give us two years and we'll come around, we'll make a report and all that, take pictures and you know, try to write it down because man, two years, whew Memory might fade, but we'll, we'll be there to check. That's not what it's supposed to be. Urgency. We're going to get this in. Yeah. We just waited out months. Who knows? Context of white supremacy. Gus T. Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information with non-white people, victims of white supremacy so that we can better understand what white supremacy racism is and how it works. Things we can do to replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Today's date, Friday, October 13, 2023. So I have been told how a cult for the season. They got all the Dahmer paraphernalia and the exorcist and halloween like ooh, we can do it up all kinds of ways anyway our weekly summit neutralizing workplace racism not for spectators if you have figured out they don't leave no nooses in the workplace nowhere you don't have to deal with that they don't put no racist graffiti up ...in the restroom and all the rest of that... nigga, this and... ...they don't do any of that... ...you have a professional... ...work environment... ...they don't even whiz on the toilet seat... ...professional... ...they are not crude... ...they call you by your name... ...no wacky nicknames... ...or anything of the such... ...you actually do get the job... They don't have a Negro section in your workplace. Perish the the segregated line. You don't deal with none of that. Everybody is welcome. Treated in a just, emphasize that P word, professional manner. You get rave performance reviews and on time. They let you know about training opportunities. There is no sabotage of your work. Honest information, accurate information in a timely manner. If you have questions, they answer you honestly and promptly. If you have figured out how to achieve that sort of workplace calm, justice really, on a small letter j let us know maybe we can mimic some of your workplace comforts the number 605 313 5164 the code 564943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate as always If you're having some sort of difficulties being mistreated, non-white people or white people, let us know. We will do our best. See if we can offer a few counter-racist suggestions to help minimize and or eliminate the problem in the workplace. Or at least give you some constructive thoughts on what's happening so that you can solve your own problem number again six o five three one three five one six four the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate the email until justice at gmail dot com until justice at gmail.com. We'll get to the folks who called in, emailed, all the above. Uh, if we have folks, I guess, if you might be on a time schedule, I normally try to give a few thoughts on some of the news reports that we heard at the beginning. Why did we play those? And just a few thoughts. Uh, if you're on a time crunch, might not be able to speak with us early, put your hand up early. We'll get to you early. Make sure if we have folks who might not be able to chat later on that we can share their thoughts. I'll make sure I say that moving forward. you have any folks at work, maybe I know we have that sometimes. If you're on the plantation or other time constraints, hand up and we'll see if we can cut to you early. Now, the news reports that we heard, or I guess even before we get to the news reports, with everything happening, the area of the world... Israel, Gaza Strip, everything that's happening right there, major conflict, which happens on a pretty consistent basis. Uh, I would not discuss any of that in the workplace, and I mean nothing. I don't care if you have been following all the reports, you got it on your watch, you got your ticker set up, you've been reading everything. I would not say a word. I can't even spell Tel Aviv. What are you talking about? What? What? I I haven't been keeping... Oh, yes. What to say? Oh, try. I I just haven't been following. I don't have anything to say. Not one word. That is when I could see that going on for a long time and all kinds of arguments and all the same. That would be the same even if I worked with all individuals classified as black. Nothing to say I'm pretty sure we don't have anybody here that's in your job description you are supposed to come in here let us know the latest or at least give us your views on the Israel and Palestine conflict, what's going on please zip it don't discuss politics in the workplace, very simple That will be important as we head into next year with the election season where all this could be, you know, a big deal. Zip it. Now, reports that we heard uh, at the top related to the workplace. We started off with uh, the trial. Sam Bankman freed white man, suspected racist. Uh, with all of the crypto kerfuffle and did he rob and loot and all that and they having the trial, all that's going on right now, uh, and they had Caroline Ellison coming in to give her testimony. What did she see? She used to work Sam Bankman-Fried, and you know was she a part of the collusion? What did she watch and all of that? Man, oh, they got whole books on all this that you can read and you know get more details on all that. And make that a part of your crypto study, perhaps. I thought that was important, just like with Elizabeth. Holmes, white woman who was convicted, uh, doing all that lying about her blood testing technology. That was all a big, bogus lie. Um, In that trial with Elizabeth Holmes, all that workplace hanky panky where you got sexual activity between co-workers, all that came out in court where they got uh, Holmes uh, sexual partner. He's got to come and testify and they go and put their. Uh, illicit text messages and such up on the big overhead screen that's like a 100 inches the whole quarter mm, mm, honey boo, mm, mm, and all that and then you get that play out again I've said these are all white people I might add I cannot stress enough hopefully it doesn't get to this point where you have to come in and testify about what you all did and what you talked about and go through all your text messages and emails but there are about a billion reasons you do not want to be engaged in any sort of sexual activity, flirting, sexual play with a coworker that can go bad in so many ways I've even couched it hey even if everything is spectacular between you and that person let's say you all get married for 50 years happily ever after right off into the sunset your counter racist partner, care mate extraordinaire, whoopee Okay, even if that's true, you all don't work alone, I don't think. Even if you met on the Zoom, you got nosy folks looking at them.
8: What are they chatting?
0: They all get, you think, what's going on here? And same thing, you got any sort of nefarious activity in the company, five, three, four years later, whatever it is, 10, 15, now you all got to come and testify to <sighs> If the same thing I've said before, if the person is really that cool, one person, dip, get a better job, different job, whatever it is. We've seen way too many. Remember uh, Ime Udoka? Remember all that? Fired and all that. Do not be messing around with people you work with I said the same if they are really that cool when they come by whoo I just swoon they start talking they got a little bit of sense and oh my lord woo! get another job if it's really that serious see if they can get another job if it's really worth it but you do not want to go through all of that stress and I mean real talk same thing that you heard with Caroline Ellison they didn't say happily married and they've been together and they wouldn't be in that spot because I think with a husband and a wife they can't be compelled to testify against each other so they would have had that going for them she was introduced as the ex they said she couldn't even recognize old Sam in the courtroom they hadn't been together in so long and even did you hear how all that started they said that this thing went way back way back to what way back to when she was an intern that's the exact sort of thing that should be phased out anyway remember Bill Clinton come on man we've seen pfft, nothing good gonna happen here you get me too and all that pfft, that is super power. why am I messing around with the intern where there might even be an age differential as well may not necessarily be but wee, that often is the case you got some employee messing around with some young intern get it together man like come on we've heard all of that we've seen all of that I'm not going through any particularly if you're a non-white person black male think you're going to be messing around with some intern and text messaging and all come on come on Clarence Thomas then you have to hear about that for the rest of your life Bill Cosby that wasn't a workplace thing per se but still no hanky panky at work especially for victims of racism that's even with other victims of racism if that victim is that cute get another job let's see next one they got the report I was taken aback because most of the AI reports talk about jobs that are being taken they've already said they think by 2035 about 65% of the jobs will be taken over by the bots AI we shall see approximately 10 years this one was the other way saying that hey there are going to be some jobs that are created as a result of all of this AI some people got to do that work that would be one I would be directing folks like we talked before about we don't have enough truck drivers and what have you I think that's going to be in that 65% by 2035 I would not be directing non-white workers there unless it Telling them that, hey, this is temporary. Don't be thinking you're going to be doing this for 30 years. No way. If this is like a one, two, three year type of a thing, why you do this and invest this and see if you can get one of those AI jobs as a reskiller. Did you hear that? As all these bots and things take over. We're going to move the people around. See if you can get one of those jobs. That sounds like it might be kind of an HR thing. We had a black female young lady who was in HR, and she was saying she was struggling and such. See if you can get one of those jobs. That sounds like it would be right in the field. And I'd be looking for any other jobs in that realm. That seems like something that might be around for a while. Even the languaging, they said, and being able to talk with these AI programs and such, and figuring out reverse engineering how they come up with these answers are they accurate and all the rest of it that also could be a means the white supremacy racism being refined if it is exclusively individuals classified as white doing getting those types of jobs the refinement and such that would go a long way to explaining how we had. because what did they say how do we make this decision about who gets a loan Who gets this mortgage? Mm. Now we we can't. Not racism. We got the bot that did it. That was programmed by race soldiers exclusively. Mm. And even got the great non-racist language to explain why Jamal did not get the loan. Anyway, the next one. We had, oh, and the AI psychotherapist, isn't that wild? That's one I'd want to right, put that one down. AI psychotherapist, write that one down. Yes, I think that job might be here longer than the truck driver job. Next, they had the strike uh, for the Walgreens pharmacists. Uh, we were talking about the really toxic, inhumane, low quality work conditions, right? Which, man. Uh, what is it? almost four years of the pandemic buddy I can only imagine they were talking about the lines of people coming in to get vaccines and all the rest of it and then you got the people saying white people saying they're anti vaxxers and what are you doing all this you're part of it you're part of the pan- the scamdemic you're part of it you're doing all that you got to deal with all that And then the regular people coming in trying to get their Ozempic fix and all the rest of it. Do you have to do Narcan, too? Jesus. I can totally feel them. And Silver Tsunami. You got more and more of these aging race soldiers who are going to need even more medications and all the rest of it. Because I'm going to live to be 110 years old. That would be another one. Uh where they talk about the occupational handbook uh occupational handbook lookout uh look occupational lookout handbook, that's it. That would be another one. Eee what does it sound like if I was thinking I was going to be a pharmacist and what have you, good paying job, benefits, air conditioning environment, right? I don't have to be outside in the heat and all the rest of it. Like whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Let me see if I if I really want to do does this. Really sound like it's going to be a cool gig or is this going to be some stress and turmoil doing this job? Have to think about it. Hmm. They got the report on. We had the Walgreens. Yes. Oh, and we even had listeners who talked about the impact of the Walgreens strike specifically, even on non-white people. If you're classified as white and they go on strike or what have you, certainly they'll bring up you have white people in Appalachia and these other locations where, you know, they won't have uh, a, a, an abundance of of Walgreens and other facilities where they can go and get their medications or what have you. That might mean that they have to make a really long drive and such. You have a lot of people who are classified as non-white who are in that position. I would say probably they're a disproportionate number of non-white people in that position where they would have way fewer options and probably a more difficult task getting to a different you know, pharmacy if they're on strike, especially if this happens again, that sort of thing. Eee. Keep that in mind as well. Uh, let's see. They had the report mentioned climate. They had the report from New York Public Radio where they were talking to different workers about the impact of climate change on their job in a variety of different uh, facets for some of the people if they feel like they're working in positions that are contributing to it. Some of the drivers talking about where they're going these really long distances uh, to bring white people, their goodies Now they didn't include racial classification, but we had talked about this before. I suspect that would be a disproportionate number of people classified as white, who would be doing all the DoorDash and these other means where they don't, they don't want to go out and do their grocery shopping, bring my lemons or whatever else directly to the house. All of that contributing to so-called climate change, or at least, not being efficient with the use of resources being green and all that, that they talk about that is widespread, not just with the grocers, but with all kinds of things, Uh, unnecessary travel and unnecessary consumption. So much of white supremacy, racism is about that wasting resources. Uh, The, Oh, and even within that about the impact, certain jobs with climate change, where they had the report talking about teachers as well within there, they had the uh, young lady who was doing the driving and they talked about the impact on teachers being in some of these old school buildings that do not have air conditioning and such and so they end up with these really hot days in the spring and or even really hot days right now in September and October when it's supposed to have cooled down and you still are getting days in the upper 70s 80s and such maybe even warmer where you still got to have AC I can relate and even We just had that uh, report, I think it was just a few weeks back, talking about how they have studies where if you're a student in this environment and it's all hot, 80 degrees, no AC, that your brain doesn't work as well. You can't function as well on these standardized tests and such. I hadn't even considered it for being a teacher in that environment. Are you able to teach as well and then you got all these agitated students that are hot they're not able to think as well either and you got to sit there all day long and try and maintain some sort of order and all the rest of it like geez and my high school was not air conditioned i grew up uh in the south Uh, and we in fact we would have snow days right in the winter if it snowed we would have heat days in the spring particularly in the spring because we went to school until like the first week of june in the spring and sometimes even they say now early autumn because you slip and get some of those days in September where it still gets up into the high 80s high 90s you're in one of those old buildings where they don't have AC like oh my god like it could be especially if you have two three floors it could be 100 degrees on up some of those upper floors and they give you one of those old creaky fans or something retarded trying to tell you to get through man uh, anywho uh, so that's one for people, I don't know if we have, we talked about that repeatedly, especially over the summer, having folks and they were having all those extreme heat days, working in those sort of environments, where you think it's supposed to be a reprieve now, and no it's even hot in the autumn uh, let's see, the report, and they even included there where their children, it's so hot, the children can't go out for recess, Bay Area mom told and nah, nah, nah. we don't do that, we banish Leroy and Jamal to the blacktop for punishment not a metaphor. The next report, they talked about uh, Iries, Louisiana Cancer Alley. Now, they spoke with Terry Jones. They didn't have a picture. That was NPR just audio. I think Terry Jones is a black female. They talked about how she lived there and have been talking to the people, and they've been saying this for such a long time that not only in Cancer Alley, Louisiana, do they not hire black people for these oil rig jobs, these black residents are the people who are suffering In Cancer Alley, all of this death and and disease and what is going on and and all the rest of it. And you don't even get the benefits from it. Now, in that report, they kept employing the language of people of color POCs. I've said that for years. I do not encourage the use of that term. Uh, should not be utilized white, non-white, even Dr. Welsing specifically with the color classifications, because that is what this is about. People being mistreated on the basis of color. And I think that's important in this, in this report, because most of the people who live in Cancer Alley are classified as black. That's what we're talking about. This is not one of those we need to be, you know, it's the whole rainbow constellation and blah, blah, blah. Most of the people who live here who are not getting these jobs, suffering and dying these are people that are classified as black that should be said the people who are getting these jobs they are classified as white that should be pointed out explicitly every time really that should be the whole way this is framed not some POC and all that black people not getting jobs and being killed as a result of all this with the cancer and it's mostly white people who are getting these jobs we don't know if they're uh, qualified or not and this is in Baton Rouge specifically where they were speaking about we literally just days ago were talking about Baton Rouge Louisiana and the Brave Cave that was where they were taking uh, non-white people black people taking them to this uh, facility to be abused we suspect sexually and all the rest of it they got to keep the site there and yellow taped and all that as evidence as they go through to investigate and see what else Uh, baton rouge enforcement officers were doing to local citizens this i mean include that in the report when we talk about cancer alley go tigers lsu uh let's see and even just to make sure for emphasis i'm reading from uh, pro publica because they have talked about cancer alley repeatedly we've talked about this area before it's just new info adding the the scientific data i guess that the black people they already knew now they could just and do you see that i talk about that all the time how they withhold information the individuals who live there said that they couldn't even get access to the details exactly what are the demographics of the people who have these oil jobs we would like to know and they kept saying well you couldn't find out terry jones she lives right there probably one of the folks who could be suffering from cancer and she said we couldn't even get that data NPR affiliates said they were able to call and they said hey they're hiring 30% like whoa where did you get that information from they wouldn't even tell us who is more informed about racism white supremacy it is way easier for white people to get all kinds of information sometimes even from other black people way easier Anyway, last report, the Harley Davidson's Harley Davidson factory in Kansas City, Missouri, where they literally said that they had the segregated section of the now defunct plant and the graffiti up and negras and nooses and all the rest of it. And they got the class action suit. They dismissed 11 of the plaintiffs and said that they didn't have any evidence that they personally were mistreated. Uh, I didn't get to see all of the evidence of what they had, what they didn't had. I can't emphasize enough document. Now, even if you do, they might say that they might, you know, dismiss the evidence and that doesn't count in all of this document, everything, anything like that, where they got nooses and graffiti, anything in writing, stuff, things of that nature, pictures, get as many pictures as you can, Uh, I know one of the methods that they use for date authentication uh, or date authentication uh, where you can get today's newspaper, put that up in the frame, take your shot, uh, but even look at that for your jurisdiction, uh, but take pictures, record, even if it's 18 different people getting pictures, video of the same noose or whatever it is in the worksite document everything. I'd be curious to know, because they didn't dismiss everybody. They said they dismissed 11, and in the other seven, they're waiting. It was months, years, who knows? But I'd be curious to know what was the difference, you know, in terms of what those seven, what they alleged, what evidence they had, and in the 11 that they dismissed, what evidence that they have for theirs to just be dismissed. You know, there's no proof that you were the victim of any sort of racial mistreatment. But document Everything. Uh, and they even said violence now that's one the the nooses negro all that that's super important too but they said some of those employees it was an allegation of workplace violence that right there i've said before never safety i talk about that all the time safety in the workplace and in general anything that is violence someone put their hands on you or anything of that nature i have encouraged police report that would be another bit of information someone strikes you threatens to hit you that is such a metaphor red flag we are supposed to be professional and safe in the workplace for someone where it gets to the point where you're going to have disagreements about things maybe even conflict professional about that too hopefully but it gets to the point where someone has been struck or they got to throw an item at you or something of that nature oh no call the police now certainly that can you know present other problems you never know if you get a race soldier officer who comes in and all the rest of it but that's when you want documentation that's the same thing I would do under any circumstances you are out pumping gas trying to get groceries going to the bank and someone assaults you call the police that's what I think most people that would be the procedure I would want that report and particularly because they even It sounded like this could have been more than one. Did this happen multiple times where a black employee was accosted, threatened, hit? Oh, no. Call the police. That's another one that you want documented. Uh, if they're witnesses, write that up immediately. If there are other witnesses and what have you, get them to write that up. Maybe you can get that notarized, but I mean, all of that is super serious. None of that should be anything where it's, you know... Oh, he was just having a rough day, or he was upset. You know, he was he was waiting on the the Oregon Washington game, and he bet money on him, lost a lot of money. So I just let him like, no, absolutely not. That's something that you want documented, recorded. If the company deals with it, however they deal with it, that's fine. But you want to report that to the police, and I would encourage press charges. I've even we've done workplace racism so long. We have had non-white people who have called in where they have been assaulted at work by another person classified as black. I have said even then call the police. Violence, particularly any sort of physical abuse, that's not supposed to be happening at all. That's what we're trying to put a stop to. Do not play with that ever. And since we just talked about this one recently too, no uh, retaliation, you get struck in the workplace. Cause we just had a case of that where a black female was reportedly struck in the workplace and she retaliated with counter violence and they ended up uh, enforcement officers. Uh, they convicted her of assault and she had to do, I think like six months uh, in prison or something of that nature for assault. So I do not encourage hitting someone back. That might be reflex, you know, with every uh species or every organism to defend themselves right totally get it but in a workplace setting especially they got cameras and everything i think bay area monster fall out on the floor that's what they'll see on the camera you were there doing your shift whatever you're supposed to be doing punching buttons on the computer or whatever at the you know press or whatever and then uh white nancy comes in and what are you doing coon? get away from that bang and she you know gives you a vicious elbow to the chest Fall out on the floor. Oh, and then you get your cell phone. Oh Lord, oh I'm about to die. Nine one one. Boom. That's what they see on the camera. Not you striking back and I'm gonna get you and you don't take that fall out on the floor, call nine one one. Or one, if you think you're in danger, she might have a firearm or whatever it is. Run. Phone I'm calling nine one one. Hopefully they got all that on the camera so they'll see you being assaulted and then you fleeing and trying to get to your cell phone so you can call 911. If folks have any better recommendations for responding to violence in the workplace, let us know. Hopefully we don't have anybody with experience, although unfortunately this is something that we've talked about repeatedly before. And I think I've been pretty consistent on that. Call the police. Number again, 605-313-5164. The code five six four nine four three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Number again. <clears throat> Beg pardon had to clear my throat. Number again six oh five three one three five one six. Four, the code 564943 pound. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. The email untiljustice at gmail.com. I will make sure I include quickly the segment where they were talking about the impact of climate change uh, at people's different places of work. The teacher when she dialed in or the young lady she dialed in, she was talking about her husband working at school and Ryan Lair, the white host for New York public radio. He said, your husband, he doesn't teach naked. Does he? The reason he said that not funny system of rights supremacy, right? Jerry Sandusky and all the rest. But the reason he said that was because the person who called in immediately before who we did not hear, they said on their job, they normally work in their underwear, in new york and so they had a laugh about that and then they were talking about hey it's always cold and all that but that was why he asked her if their her husband taught naked context all right uh let's see folks who dialed in uh non-clemson grad woke baby should be with us we'll nab other hands uh
14: hello everyone i hope everyone's having a uh, wonderful evening Um, I will comment on one of the stories that I heard earlier, the one about the deliveries. I remember, I think back at the beginning of COVID, I needed to get new windshield wipers for uh, me and my wife's car. And um, I ordered them online from, I think, Walmart at the time. And I'm thinking I'm ordering it online and that it will be delivered to me through the mail. Later on, I ordered it um, probably in the early afternoon. And then later on in the evening, right as I'm literally about to leave my house to go, probably run an errand, a random person comes up to me and delivers one of the windshield wipers. And then later on that evening, a separate person deliver um, the second windshield wiper. Now, it was not my intent to have someone do that type of delivery to me. Um, I personally felt pretty bad seeing individual people come up just to deliver one item because I know for a fact these people do not make money doing that type of thing. You know, they're just doing their best. Um, and of course, um, you know, I live here in the South, you know, both people to get around, they have to drive. Um, so imagine what it costs just to drive your car, pay for the, you know, the cost of gas, insurance, maintenance, just to deliver one item. Um, so I made sure, you know, I've only ever done that once and I made sure never to make that mistake again because I just felt really bad about that. Um, I just suppose that to, um, one of my friends from elementary school, um, he still lives in New York City. And I remember one time um, you know we haven't seen each other since elementary school and we caught back up several years ago, I think, towards the end of COVID and he said he was working for uh, Grubhub. Um, at least in New York City, if he chooses to do something like that, he can just get a metro card or he can walk which is far cheaper than owning a car trying to pay for all that gas insurance and maintenance. Not to say that it's better in New York City, but at the very least it's probably a whole lot cheaper um, to try to use transit systems to make these kind of deliveries, even if you have to go from Queens to uh, Brooklyn, which has a notoriously bad transit connection because the subways don't travel like that. They usually go to Manhattan, not between Brooklyn and Queens, at least not yet. Um compared to where I live here in the South where you got to drive everywhere and that's an expensive endeavor just to deliver one item. Um, so you're definitely exploitative of the people who do that kind of job. And then I got two stories from work. The first one is that, um, I was working on a project, something called a disadvantaged business enterprise. Basically this means, uh, small businesses, um, depending on how you define small business more on that in a moment. And, um, Minority businesses, which basically means uh, non-white and, of course, women-owned businesses. So, anyway, um, unfortunately, um, in my position, I'm responsible for something called the DBE plan, and it has to be up, um, updated every three years. Now, um, the last thing I did was back in 2015. Um, for some reason, I, I was to my job. I didn't notice at the time it needed to be updated. Up until earlier this year, the federal government did not say anything to me about it being expired and me having to update it. So what happened was no sooner I finished the other plan I was working on that um, that had expired, um, they were like, yeah, you got another expired one. Go ahead and fix that one, too, basically wasting time. So my manager, uh, because this kind of plan has to be adopted by um, elected officials, had me rush the process so that we can get it adopted by our upcoming policy committee meeting, which is supposed to be on monday october twenty third earlier this week he sends out the agenda and I read the agenda and I don't see the DBE plan I've been working on for the last almost two months on the agenda um um so almost the end of the day, I go to him like, um yeah, hey, you know, this is not on the agenda, and he said, I thought we were going to do that in February, and I say to him, no. You asked me to rush this process and to work through the last meeting to make sure that it would be ready for the meeting that's coming up on October 23rd. This man either literally forgot or is playing me. Nevertheless, whether or not he's playing me, or not, uh, playing me or not does not matter. I can prove that I did the work like I was told to, and I was going to have it done like I was told to. That was very, very confusing. I think this is the second or third time this kind of thing has happened. Where something was supposed to be on the agenda, it was not. Um, I don't think this one is as problematic as the last time he did it, where the one of the transit agencies, we went into a meeting and the um, the agenda item was missing. He skipped over it, and they came to me like I had did something, and I had to explain to them like, hey, I don't know what happened. You need to go to the manager, and he, he had to explain to himself why he literally forgot that um, that agenda item. Um, again, second second or third time this happened, um, but I'm not too worried about it because I did my job or continue to do my job, and I could back it up with documentation and, um, of course, the product, of course. Um, and the last one, um, part of this DDE process was public uh, participation. Um, usually, you know, there's like the check the box kind of thing that you do when you try to do these um, federal documents. I personally chose to do a little bit more work than that by actually trying to find ways to engage people um, to, uh, to do surveys and also um, interviews. I was able to get interviews from two people one black woman, and one white woman. Now, I had the interview with the white woman, um, I think this past Wednesday. And, you know, the idea with this particular part of um, the meeting was what type of things are hard for you as a small business or a minority business or a woman-owned business? Our conversation lasted for about 40 minutes. One of the things she said to me was that when she tries to get contracts from the state government she said that she feels or thinks they don't pick her because she is a white woman with a, that's a woman-owned business and that the state is particularly concerned with hiring black-owned businesses. Now, firstly, I did not respond to this because, um, personally, I, I just don't take that kind of thing seriously, especially from a white woman. Also, because um, I, I know plenty of black businesses that are trying to get contracts like this, and they can't even get into the room. So the idea that the government, the state government, let alone the federal government, is going out of their way to hire black people compared to white women is is, is silly on its face. Nevertheless, um, she said that in our meeting, and towards the end of our meeting, she, um, she, you know, she said to me, "Well, hey, can we um, take out that part that she said about uh, white women being discriminated against?" And I responded to her at the time, "Well, no, 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 don't worry about that." Um, it's very possible that other people, not insinuating that other people meant white pe- uh, white women or white people or anyone, but, you know, in my, in my head of a thing or not, definitely white women like you, might have this same issue. So nevertheless, we're going to go ahead and leave that in the notes because the meeting was recorded, and I do plan on transcribing it sometime next week. So um, her statements about um, feeling like the um, state government discriminates against white women because they want to hire more black-owned businesses – um, is going to be made part of the public record for the documents that I'm updating in my position. And then going back, this woman, during that same meeting, she, she, she was a small business that had 18 employees. I don't know what most people's experiences are, but most um, businesses that involve black people don't have no more than one or two people. Usually um, a man or a woman or maybe two people, the other person being their, spout, um, their spouse. It usually doesn't get above one. So the idea that this black woman was able to make the silly argument that she was a small business, at least in the comparison to, like, uh, black businesses, at least to me, was quite interesting. It's not comical in a very trifling way to say that she faces the same discrimination as a black business, considering that her business is able to hire 18 people and black people can barely get above one themselves. And with that, I'll mute my line.
0: Wow, 18 employees. She qualifies for the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. She probably got some, some COVID bucks to keep things afloat during the pandemic and everything. I wonder how many black people she has working out of those 18. Wonder. Hmm. Hmm. I guess, I I guess she should...
14: admitted to that everyone was a woman. Oh, I don't know whether those were women, but they were all women.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Jamal and Leroy need not apply now maybe she hired all black females maybe maybe she, I'm going to hook up my, my well, I don't know because she didn't say it was black dudes she just said it was they're just trying to get all these black people to get in here and take all the jobs and things and be draggled down and a white woman can't even get a chance wait a minute can you think we can maybe we scratch that from the record I don't know how <laughs> oh, love it I love it. Uh wanna make sure I didn't forget the uh that piecemeal delivery that is so widespread and I don't know if it's that uh what do we call that? Uh ridiculous? One that's like one toothpick. And then someone comes back later and they bring you one more toothpick. <laughs> like, come on. That sort of thing is so common that a lot of that is people classified as white. 'Cause I want it right now, see. Gotta bring it to he said he ordered it today and hey, come a little bit later, and then a few hours later send a totally different person to bring you one more. Waste with that is the system of white supremacy. Waste, 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 waste for individuals classified as white. The all of that what do we call I don't know what to call that? Uh sabotage? Where they and we've had a number of those where white people come in and they you know give you some sort of assignment. This is what it is. Even be kind of tacky about how they go about doing it. Like oh, this one expired too. You got to do this too. let up, hurry, up, voy약, up. Okay, and you get everything done. They like, oh, go. Oh no, we'll get to that November. <belongedutions> November. What? What? Why did you rush me through? Oh no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. No. Oh no way. I, I, I we you gonna look at that in november yeah that's that's a back burner project type thing you know we, we get to that by and by <laughs> that's what they say like whoo that is another one composure non-clemson dad he didn't say he you know went in there like a woke baby and threw a fit had a taint like what you had me get in there and waste all this time and do all this and what kind of coon do you think i am is it he didn't do all that Got my documentation, did the work, this is what I was told to do. I do what I'm told in a timely manner to the best of my ability, even when they don't update my computer. Have him explain. How is this? We got him doing all this and then it's not November. How how did that happen? It's not on the agenda. Have him explain. I just do what I'm told. And keep documents. See there? Document everything. Try to have it in writing so you have your email, trail, boom, boom, date, time, boom, 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 all of that. Now, gets to the white woman. Has her uh, disadvantaged business enterprise. That sounds like the context of white supremacy. They're disadvantaged for sure. All I love it, have it written down. That's what you said. Nobody should be disgruntled, because I'm sure a whole lot of people do feel like that, even though that seems... It's silly, I think, is the word What? What? South Carolina? Louisiana? Alabama? Georgia? Washington? Pick the area. South Carolina? Really? Only black people can get... a. Business contract, you sound like Dylan roof that's what he said <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. The niggers are taking over, yeah, I'm mad, yeah, Mm-hmm. they got whole studies talking about exactly what he said, where this disgruntled, suspected racist white woman with eighteen female employees, maybe they're all non white people mm-hmm, uh that black people, if they are fortunate enough to be an entrepreneur, they don't have nearly two dozen employees. Most of the time, they don't even have five. One. Lucky if it's two. One. Yes, we are taking over. Elbowing white women out of the way. We got all this here, you know. We'll need your help. We got all the business in Southgate. Get out of here. Uh that's i can also see too white people many of them do not want to be publicly identified with some sort of statement like that where someone might especially something like that where it's no evidence to support that at all like hmm this almost sounds like the type of thing a racist would say. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I—that's not the case. At all. I, you know, just got problems with some of the, you know, local politics, and I'm not a racist. Support my non-white sister, Nikki Haley. Hate that Dylan Roof. I was right there when they took the flag down and everything. Woof, woof. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Great job, non-Clemson uh, dad. Keeping that in the record. Bang. People can look at and say, wow, look at this here. Just black people taking over. Wow. Wacky. Uh, much obliged, non-Clemson dad. Uh have other folks. Commentary to share. Uh, the number 605-313-5164. The code 564 943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate the email until justice at gmail.com if folks have any thoughts on best way to responding to violence in the workplace I'm a big advocate of calling the police any folks you know think there might be a better way Maybe we shouldn't call the police. You can share that one uh, as well. Can't say enough about composure, though, all the way around. If it's uh, name-calling, keep your composure. They waste your time like that and set you up, and you do all this hard work, and then ah, we get to that, you know, January. That's our 2024 project. Keep your composure. That doesn't mean you don't address it. Non-Clemson Dad, he did address, you know, what happened here with this so-called mix-up, wink-wink, But you keep your composure very important. All right. We'll share one email. Then we'll get to other folks who dialed in as well. Uh, Untiljustice at gmail.com. Email number one. uh, Hack us, callers, and cows audience. Our non-white female writer. Uh, So the racist manager left the organization last week. Hoorah! Hoorah! I went into the office as our director insisted people show up and make her feel special. Are you serious? Oh, at her leaving presentation, I'm glad I went as it was fascinating to watch. He gave a speech giving her credit for achieving lots of amazing things over the years she worked in the organization. If she was that amazing, why didn't she get the promotion? Just saying, continuing bragging is an art in the workplace. I agree. So it was interesting to hear from that perspective. I wondered if all the fuss was because he felt guilty. The whole affair, our word again, the whole affair was tacky and fake, although I do not feel sorry for her. He basically forced her to quit by not giving her the position she was doing or advocating for her to get an equivalent role elsewhere in the organization. She looked so uncomfortable as he was basically lying, and everyone sitting around knows that. She did say a few words, but the whole thing was insincere. That is so much of the system of white supremacy. What did I say before? Bogus. She also ignored me for the whole day, dropping the fake and phony pretense of liking me. I was not sad. Well, at least now I'm extra glad I did not sign the card or chip in any money for her parting gift. Good riddance, she continues. The R&B king left the team this week. He was on a a second minute essentially on loan to my employer for a year and was due to return to his employer at the end of August. The racist ex-manager negotiated an extension of the contract for another six months, ending next February. However, he applied for another position in the department that had been externally advertised and is now a permanent employee. His excuse was because he wanted to wanted a permanent role, but I believe his real reason was because he did not want to report to the non-white black female. He was angry when the racist ex-manager no longer works for the company was demoted, and I'm sure she encouraged him to apply for other roles. She did the same with me. I think destabilizing the team was her way of exacting revenge on our director for not employing her that vindictive i told you i've seen white people are vindictive with negros for sure all the time even when we don't do anything that's just them practicing racism but they are nasty and vindictive even with other white people that's why the caller at the courthouse talked about how some of the white clique members uh she got a beverage and threw it in the other white woman's face see continues I found out this week that incompetent Carrie also leaves the team at the end of this month. Wow, how about that? There was no way she would stand having to report to a Negro manager. When our new manager first took up her post, incompetent Carrie told her that she was concerned she would change things around. My new manager told her that she had no immediate plans of making changes. I said nothing, but knew why incompetent carry was worried and that the non-white black manager would soon find out the reason mr fuller has talked about this for i to say for decades individuals classified as white they do not like working under a negro where you are supposed to be the so-called supervisor, manager. We've seen all this, so we should have for eight years with President Obama. Like, oh my God. I, I'm this ugh. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. You're going to change things. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this, this is incompetent carry, right? She doesn't even know what she's doing. And even you see that incompetent carry, short order, can get another job she wouldn't even get out of bed and put her clothes on so she could do the zoom professional anyway uh uh Carrie was unhappy a few weeks ago the non-white black manager told me that incompetent Carrie was unhappy because she expected her to do some actual work Incompetent, Carrie complained that the racist ex-manager who no longer works for the company would basically tell her what to write in reports, etc. This is true, and she did the same with the non-white black female who no longer reports to me. They were happy to accept this, but anyone with sense and pride would realize that she is effectively de-skilling them or not helping them to develop the skills to be competent in their roles or progress in the company neither of them should have been made permanent in the roles but the racist ex-manager was rewarding their loyalty by doing so report report writing is an important part of of the role we do although incompetent Carrie was rarely asked to write any and the reports she did she did work on were basic so she is mad at our non-white black female manager for making her write her own reports but she and the R&B king have been sassing our non-white black manager telling her that her critiques of their work are wrong only to then eat crow when our racist suspect director gives them the same feedback Ugh! the indignity I told you that Mr. Fuller's talked about that for decades for that, de- we've had people who've experienced that. It could be something stupid, uh, something I think is stupid, like uh we're out in the middle of work, you say, Oh, can you go uh, you know, get that off register four and they will be like, Oh, it's it's register six. You know, don't you correct me? Well it's in full premise register. <laughs> don't you you don't correct me. You don't you don't tell me what you mean. I say it's four, you get four. That's <laughs> good that sort of thing mad you don't correct you don't tell me right I now mean, even though they did make an area it is on number six but you know whatever uh let's see things got so bad that incompetent carry said she would leave the team lord have mercy the non-white black manager mentioned this to me a few weeks ago but i didn't expect it to happen so soon she lit a fire under her like you think this nigga is gonna boss me make me do some work <laughs> The non-white manager told her she could go if she wanted to as she wasn't prepared to have incompetent carry hold her to ransom. A few weeks ago, the non-white black manager sent the team an email informing us that flexi leave would not be approved without good reason. Essentially, people should be able to manage their workloads within normal work hours and that people need to present time sheets to justify any additional hours worked. She told me last week that incompetent carry had been allegedly working overtime so she could have days off as when she felt like it and that she couldn't see the output of her work to justify the time. Man, I have seen that myself. Where white people get to all kinds of ways of manipulating it. Not it would be maybe a tad better if incompetent care, if she was like a hard worker, killing it. Comes in, knowledgeable, wide range of expertise. You can go to her. and She'll help solve any problem. First one here, last one to leave. It'd be, oh, okay. You know, she'd take a little bed and she'd work that way. But I mean, you can't even get out of bed and get your clothes on for the Zoom meeting. Are you serious? That's So it's not like you, you can't just be incompetent and unqualified and all that. It's also got to be, man, I'm doing time theft and all the rest of it. <laughs> man, whoo, what does it mean to be white? Let's see. Uh I said very little. Just listened. I knew she would reach the conclusions I had. The racist ex-manager would not allow me to take the Flexi League flexi leave I was rightfully owed but Incompetent Carrie had weeks of flexi leave that she was able to take it was also a dispute about the work she expected Incompetent Carrie to do the racist ex-manager had basically allowed her to do work which is the equivalent of painting by numbers dang her volunteering activity became her full time role work which had Previously, been done by someone in a junior position or she goes along to meetings on projects led by other teams filling her time but not actually doing any work i think our racist suspect director facilitated the move for incompetent carry our non-white black manager has been told to be flexible about the timing of incompetent carry's move to the new team which is why she is leaving the team so soon I'll be glad to see the back of her. I've been back in the team and she has tried many ways to get me to help her do her work. For example, asking me to check emails she has drafted before she sends them to my manager to clear or to tell her what to say in reports about projects she is allegedly leading. Whew. Are you serious? that is that's like i was gonna say high school but i mean really that's like middle school elementary school (laughs) Like, can you read this dad before i do that anyway uh i just ignored her bravo i have my own work to do and deadlines to meet and i'm not putting myself in a place where she feels comfortable to keep taking up my time or to blame me should things go wrong that's really the one I was thinking about. Although, for sure, for sure, wasting your time and expertise coming to have you do work that you were not assigned essentially completing her projects. But the blame you come and do this or whatever, you fill it in or proof it or blah blah blah, and then if something is wrong, which it probably will be since she's incompetent, how much can you correct? You so, just Oh. Well, see, you know, Asada, she, she told me I went to her and she said, this is exactly how you do it. So I don't know. You know, you can't trust those niggers. Like, oh, nah, nap, 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 ignore it. You got it. You got it, Carrie. I'm sure you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, she's also racist and does not like me. And I haven't forgotten that she encouraged a non-white black female who no longer reports to me in her anti-blackness. Racist suspect Jeffrey Dahmer's greatest fangirl is pregnant. Maybe she'll leave too. I haven't asked her how many months she is. I don't care. Can't wait for her maternity leave to begin. Maybe she won't come back. That happens sometimes. They get so entrapped in all the birthing and breast milk and everything else. You know, just I can't even do it. I, I'll catch up with y'all. I'm going to stay home and watch Dahmer on Netflix and uh, do my birthing much obliged for the commentary Jesus Lord uh, I can't say enough though if you have other white people that are trying to do that in the workplace ignore ignore ignore. I'm not doing other people's assigned work and they have lots of ways of doing this where they try and pawn tasks off sometimes they have so much great racist networking that some of the other white people say oh we all got to pitch in it's all hands on deck they don't do that when it's black people Like, you don't get any, you can be a brand new hire. You could be pregnant. They don't do that for you. Like, ah, nap, nap. We don't help nigger mothers, you know. We didn't tell you to get pregnant. That's on you. You know, take care of your little nigger children on your time. Deadline is the deadline. Do your best. not, Not helping other white people at work with their work. Especially, you're the lead, man. You're probably making more money than I am. Do your own work, man the laziness the number again 605-313-5164 decode 564-943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate other folks who dialed in feel free again any tips right anybody else if you have suggestions which you think if violence is practiced in the workplace by a white person or non-white person what do you think to do I say you should call the police get a police report and press charges fullest extent of the law regardless of what they do on the job call the police make a report and you don't have to call the police directly that's something like let's say it happened this afternoon you can compose yourself if you're okay and you don't have to go to the hospital or what have you you can go to your residence talk to you know attempted care mate family call your mom whatever, let them know what happened, compose yourself, and then make a police report. You can go online and do that. You can call them from your residence. You can go to the station and make the police report. You can do it that way. But make a police report. Violence is totally unacceptable in the workplace from anyone. Other folks who dialed in with a hand up, if you have commentary, proceed. Hello? Yes, ma'am.
7: Hi, it's me, the female caller from Georgia. It's just a different line. Um, I hope everyone's having the best day they can have. Um, In terms of workplace violence, I agree with, I think you said, the Bay Area caller. Yeah, I would fall out. I would would look like a a child having a temper tantrum in the store, and people will come around because you want witnesses. What happened? And then the person said, oh, I barely touched them. but so they'll probably say something like that. Boom. They said it. They barely, they said it in front of a bunch of people. Like you heard it. She said she touched me. Ah. I, whatever, I, whatever. I have a, you know, if I had a whistle, I, whatever. I would just ask the fool because that's just ridiculous. And then, you know, like you said, compose yourself, call the police. And well, that's not our policy, well, it's not my policy to be violated physically. So um, I win. (laughs) I'm not doing that. And um, in terms of, I think um, the non-Clemson father, he was talking about small businesses. If you go to the Small Business Administration, um, they kind of have, I guess they have someone who worked there that wrote an article. Where is it? Oh, I found it. It's on the fact It's on the census.gov website. Try to, you know, somewhat official, and they tell you it can vary, and a small business can be considered um, with income of what? Excuse me, revenue, not income. Revenue of one million to over forty million, depending on the the industry. And from 100 to over 1,500 employees again, dependent on the industry. Now, the article just started with the title says the majority of U.S. businesses have fewer than five employees. So, you know that lady's still better than the majority, but um, small business is not. It's a relative. I would say relative term, and what probably most of us think of is small is. Tiny compared to what actually small is. Thank
0: you. Great point of distinction. Uh absolutely. And yeah, hopefully they have cameras. So they pick all that like H D ones too. So they pick all that up rolling around on the floor and oh my Lord, what happened, what happened, what, happened, what, happened, what happened?
11: what's going on, what's going on?
0: Oh, stop faking. I didn't even hit you that hard. I hope they got audio too. So you got all that's recorded. What? What? Oh, my Lord. That's what you want. No response. No retaliation. Fall out in the floor. You can even practice that too. Like they they did. They have video there. You can channel your, uh, the lunch counter, civil rights movie. That would be one time where I would say regardless of what your thoughts are on counter-violence or any of that, that would be one time, one space. Oh, yeah. We are counter-violence. Chowder your North Carolina at the Woolworth sit-ins and all the rest of it channel all of that good energy SNCC Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee like oh yes the ancestors are with me that's right Lauren Crest Love Dr. Welsing's sister she went down there with Snick. you just channel all of that so they come in and whack smack you up oh lord oh lord oh I'm about to die oh I got a concussion oh got brain down oh that's what you want them to pick up and then you either call police or they'll see you limping away being carried away hopefully maybe even the medics they call 9 one and the medics take you to the hospital and all that and make it look really good and then you'll have evidence they won't say they won't say that nonsense that they said at the Harley Davidson plan by what we don't have any no we got lots of evidence look at the camera right there whack on the floor look at that look at that practice keep that in mind tell your children this is one time one environment, no retaliation, non violence, fall on the floor immediately. Let's see, other folks who dialed in, much obliged, caller in Georgia. Other folks who dialed in, if you have uh, commentary, thoughts to share, particularly of the violence in the workplace, you get smacked or assaulted, anything like that, let us know. Greetings everyone. Retired firefighter in Florida. Yes, sir.
15: Yes, sir. Uh yes, well, I would say that is the correct thing to do. Uh I don't know if it was already talked about, uh in addition, uh probably I would uh take myself to uh an urgent care center or the emergency room of a local uh, hospital. And uh to get, to get, uh, a professional, uh, analysis of the injuries that I sustained. Uh, so, you know, with the advent of it going to some sort of court, uh, that it could be, uh, uh, looked at as uh, proof, uh, being that a expert, uh, uh, looked at, uh, the injuries and the time the timeline that goes along with it uh and also of course from uh law enforcement and the records that would be kept uh based on that particular incident the date the time uh and the uh the details of the incident uh, my uh my report uh and i can almost do this probably once a month I'll give a report uh, based on something involving the Broward Sheriff's Office, uh, headed by black male victim of racist white supremacy, Gregory Tony, uh, quite popular down here in South Florida, at least for, from what I see on the news. This is a very important, uh, 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 uh workplace racism, although I, it's, it would not be considered directly workplace racism uh but uh there are lessons involved uh uh in the workplace that uh, non-white people should be practicing and or should be learning to practice uh involving uh fraud uh and um, Mr. Tony uh uh conducted a press conference uh basically what uh he did quote-unquote secretly. Uh, He uh, basically had the entire Broward Sheriff's office, which includes all forms of law enforcement, not just not just uh, quote-unquote police officers. Uh, It it embodies correctional officers and all of this on this particular fraud uh, case. Uh, They found out it was somewhere and almost in the, well, with Broward Sheriff's office, there's at least about 5,000 people that are under that, that particular, uh, uh, name. Uh, and out of that, there were hundreds of people that were being researched on of defrauding, uh, this particular, uh, advantage that was made up based on, uh, COVID-19, uh, where, uh, employees were, were, uh, frauding, uh, the U.S. government, I think. Uh, and in turn, uh, they indicted and arrested at least 17 of these employees. Now, though all of the ones that I saw that was coming out of the correctional facility on, out on bail, all of them were non-white people. Uh, they were trying to cover themselves up. You know, you know, the, 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 the scene covered themselves up with veils and whatnot, newspapers and that sort of thing. Uh, as he was doing his press conference about uh, the advent of uh, you can't be an enforcement official and be cheating the public, you know, that sort of thing uh, uh, It's a two part situation is uh, that's basically from my experience on what a, when a non-white person gets hired in a position similar to that, that's the reason why they get hired is for them to do, to do that, to make sure that they fire a lot of non-white people. Uh, uh, but in turn, also with the non-white employees, <laughs> I mean, that, that is, a, that's something that, a no-no that you're going to have to be mature enough not to fall for. To be stealing on the job any, any, all kinds of different ways, whether it's an item or whether it's this situation of the, of, of committing fraud, that sort of thing. And even from the standpoint of, of the ridiculousness of what they were defrauding for, it wasn't for millions of dollars. It was something like $10,000, $30,000. And it, and it, what it tells me. Uh, being that something that I'm used to seeing with non-white black people, they were doing it to purchase something to show off to other black people, like a car, <laughs> you know, or, or uh, some trip to a, a, uh, island, a popular island, black populated island that people, black people go to, you know, resort type of thing like that. Uh, and this is what they, they sacrifice their, uh, their lifestyle and their families for, uh, to do this, uh, uh, right now they're in the position of being suspended without pay. Uh, most cases, when you get in that position, you're not going to have a job uh at all. And you are also subject to criminal, uh, uh, criminal, uh, 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 problems along with it also and uh so it's it's a it's a unfortunate isn't it's by black people being harmed and from the direction of the people that that black person actually is quote-unquote supporting maybe children mm-hmm. that sort of thing the harm that could be done is something to really really avoid doing really avoid doing from that standpoint i'm talking about from the standpoint of the people that mr tony was uh uh talking about uh in itself and uh that's uh my observation from from this week and i'll be prepared to give another report on mr tony probably next month also that's it thank you
0: much obliged uh retired firefighter uh today's the 13th so 7 News, uh, WSVN, uh, yesterday, uh, they report 17 uh, Broward County Sheriff's Office deputies accused of stealing about $500,000 in pandemic relief funds. I just mentioned a couple minutes ago the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, 17 Florida Sheriff's deputies appeared in court Thursday on charges that they stole about a half million dollars in pandemic relief funds. The Broward County deputies who are charged separately are accused of a range of crimes according to court records most are charged with wire fraud which carries a sentence of up to twenty years in prison Though one deputy is charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which has a maximum sentence of five years. The eighteen law enforcement deputies and nine detention deputies have been suspended. Sheriff Gregory Tony said during a news conference he said his office is going through the legal process of firing them. At the end of the day, they will be gone. Tony said the seventeen deputies who were charged include the following. Now, I'm just looking at the names and you know. That in and of itself does not give you exact detail about racial classification however sometimes you know they don't have too many people classified as white named Asada so some of the names for these folks the 17 who got uh, charged uh, Kishandra, Tamisha Davis now I'm not mocking anybody's name right? I'm not making fun. Gus is not the best name either in the world. I'm just saying, I don't know how many white chicks are named Keishandra Tamisha Davis. Now, if you know a white chick that is named Kechandra, hey, hey, I'm still learning. I stand corrected. I said from the beginning, not the best way to ascertain racial classification. It could just, you know, give some clues. I'll look at some of the other names. Uh, so we got Stephanie Diane Smith. Ambiguous. Katrina Brown. I've actually met, interviewed a white Katrina Brown. Although she had an E on the end of her brown. B-R-O-W-N. This one is no E. Alexandra Acosta. Laquita Victoria Lawhorn. Now that's another one. There could be. White women. lakeitha rice Soldier. That could be. I suspect that might be someone with some melanin. Just saying. Uh Carolyn Denise Wade, Rory Brown, Richie Noah Dubison,
16: I'm saying,
0: uh Alan Dorville. Let's see, Jean-Pierre Toussaint. That was another one. that kind of said, like, oh, this one of those folks from Haitians snuck over here and involved in all of this. Anyway, uh, they give a few more names. Uh, say, uh, Back in February, Deputy Kishandra Davis was charged with misdemeanor batteries stemming from an incident on July 15, which she was involved in a use-of-force incident with a male inmate. Uh, No matter the amount, we will not allow limited federal tax dollars, which were intended to provide a lifeline to small businesses hmm, as they struggled to stay afloat during the economically devastating pandemic lockdown to be swindled by those who were employed in a position of trust and cast aside their duty to uphold and abide by the law. LaPont said, and they go into a little bit more. Uh, Detail about the investigation that started in about 2021, but one, same thing retired firefighters said, if you are classified as black, same thing I said about not dating in the workplace, this would be another one. You're going to be subject to a lot more scrutiny. Uh, Same thing Tupac said all those years ago, all eyes on you. That being the case, you do not want to be thinking I'm gonna be slick I'm gonna get over they're not gonna check now with this PPP man they said it was I think they even got up to the B word like billions that they did not track lots of people carried out these sort of scams they said and the reason it was so effective they said because they really didn't have much oversight we're just trying to get money out and all that man they said it was so much fraud with all of that now that would be another one now okay if that's the case, then how many people are we going after after they said this was about five hundred thousand dollars total? It sounds like it's not like everybody involved in this got a half a million dollars. sounds like total five hundred thousand not like kind of what retired firefighter was saying like this is not enough money where you're gonna quit the sheriff's office and go retire, get you some beach property, and just chill there for the is not even that like this sounds like something where it might be something small to show off type of a thing which is a lot of what victims are trained to do either way system of white supremacy racism the scrutiny will be on you if you're a black person non-white person Lakeisha and then with the PPP that would be maybe something to keep an eye on because like I said that I think got to the billions that was a lot of money that ended up, man, did this, what, what is all this? Do they even have a bit, that type of thing? I haven't played some of those reports before where they said it was so unchecked, people were using all these bogus addresses and everything else and getting their checks and riding off into the sunset. Did anybody check? This got a suspicious name here. Yeah. Eh, eh. Not advocating fraud, just system. You get cronyism. Wire fraud that's what they call it Why white people will look out for other white people if they want to do some theft and stealing nefarious activity. Any hoodles much obliged uh, retired firefighter in Florida Let's See double check I'll give out the number again six o five three one three five one six four the code five six four. Nine four three pound, press star six one if you would like to participate again, if we have any other tips for non white people people classified as black being subject to violence in the workplace, and I mean anything like they shove you uh you know smack anything of that nature, any tips how to deal with that. Uh, it might be something where the company they'll probably try to discourage you from calling the police. They like the terming phrasing. They we keep this in house and deal with it. Whatever, and they can do that. That's fine, but that has nothing to do. Police should be called. Like I said, if this sort of situation happened anywhere else, it'd be the same thing. Call the police. Make a report. Anywho's, uh, let's see. Email again untiljustice at gmail dot com until gmail.com, I would say, we always say this, no politics in the workplace that is especially so, everything happening in the area of the world uh, they call the Middle East, all of that you are never on your job chatting about that And what do you think is happening, I don't care if they're protesting uh, in your city they could have some sort of protest or what have you going right down the street Y'all can look out the window and see it all happening. I haven't even been paying attention to all this. I have to do some digging or just I don't discuss politics in the workplace. Back to work. That would be the recommendation. Again, I've never heard from anyone on this program or even for that matter, read, seen rumor from someone Where there was a non-white person and based on them going to work and telling their boss or coworkers or even the janitor what they think about the news and events that are happening in the world, in your city, sharing your thoughts on that, that got them a raise, promotion, egg McMuffin, less mistreatment in the workplace. I've never heard any of that starts arguments maybe they got smacked even got some of their black co-workers upset because they had to share their thoughts on all of this so mouth closed you pay attention see what other folks particularly if they're classified as white and listen see what they have to say about all of this maybe even ask a question but no i don't have anything to say i'm just here to work no politics Anyhoodles. uh let's see, give folks uh, like another 10 minutes or so. They have uh, their own situation to discuss thoughts on what we have shared thus far. Uh, see, the retirement component, that is one that I forgot from before because they said that was a big, not problem per se, but I guess part of the sticking point settlement between the auto workers the retirement they want all their goodies and benefits back i keep saying that silver tsunami lots of people classified as white getting older and retiring i could see how that would be a problem now like whoa we got all these old white people mm, mm, mm. we're not freeloading white people. like like nah, nah, can't do that too many of them that'll bankrupt us like i could see how that would be a problem moving forward and even that's one to pay attention to that's and if you can Take some of those spots that are being vacated as these fogey race soldiers step on out to harass folks at the retirement village and all of that. Great. Train up. Get those jobs. Be attentive to the folks that look like they're stepping down and such. But we for the workplace, that is going to be an increasing problem directly, indirectly. Just pay attention to that. All of these aging white people in the workplace and how that impacts how we work. Let's see. Other folks, uh commentary, observations, tips uh to share. Hello. Our caller uh in Georgia. Yes, ma'am.
7: Hi, sorry to interrupt again. But um when it comes to workplace violence, also remember check your workplace compensation and OSHA because especially if you work at a factory or something, they do not want no more OSHA reports or nothing. So you act the oh that does it this happened to me I got to call OSHA I got to call if they if you white if they are a different race or a different gender I got to call the EEO I mean just go on with or get all the letters you got to call ASF-CIO, NBA. I C I O N B A I don't care get you some get the letters and also with the holidays coming up you know when I go back to work I work virtually so I don't have this problem. But, you know, those holiday events, if you have to partake in them, see if the workplace conversation covers those events as well. Because people like to go there and get drunk then and act a fool. So remember that as well.
0: I said act a fool in unison about those. Uh, you talk about tacky. Those tacky uh, holiday celebrations that are probably starting this month because sometimes they do have the Halloween uh, jamborees in the workplace. I have seen that. So um, get ready, is all I can say. Um, abs- and I know from my own work experience that because that is so widespread, people being under the influence of whatever, Percocet, fentanyl, liquor, all of the above, uh, and they go and they act a fool at the Halloween party or the Christmas party or all of them frequently that is in the policy and procedure the workplace manual about conduct there you can't it's me too now you can't be being lascivious and fondling employees and all the rest of it yes check the handbook to see you know anybody goes there and assaults you what have you and generally yes it should count there too because sometimes they have these shindigs during work hours and or they you gotta go are you going to them you know they give you the nasty looks and such if you don't participate so absolutely that is one to keep in mind as it moved forward and OSHA she, OSHA EEOC anyone who can be contacted and if you make a police report that makes your case even stronger because now it's not rumors and he said she said police report then hopefully you can get all of the documentation they can get the uh if it's footage video of what happened and all that they can get that too and add that to the record when they go to investigate what happened you did, they did what What? oh my goodness document document doc. that's why I said take it serious any sort of placing hands in the workplace because white people already know that is an enormous no no document uh let's see uh other folks commentary observations they want to make sure they get in Right. We'll give see if they have another another five. See if they have other observations, any comments that we missed, or if folks are all good for their uh, Friday. We will be here Saturday compensatory call in 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll catch up on news from the past week. Uh, certainly, situation uh, across the pond, Israel, so-called Middle East. Uh, and other items uh, of importance. Even Elijah McClain out in Colorado just did all that uh, chatting about there where they had some of the uh, suspected race soldiers. At least one was convicted. Chat about that uh, coming up for tomorrow. Hopefully I'll actually be in better health as we move into better part of October so we can get back on the counter-racist grind feeling much better than I was uh, last week so we can get uh, back at it. But yes, health is wealth value your health no substitute for that at all make sure you uh shared the broadcast i told you meta mark zuckerberg had me blocked out of my facebook account and i was not feeling best i couldn't even prioritize to get back in grouse and battle and all that so i can get my access back and promoting all that on uh facebook all the social media accounts so you can compensate make sure you share let folks know uh when we are broadcasting and or any of the links uh for the programs you think it would benefit victims of white supremacy to hear neutralizing workplace racism book club we just finished up jeffrey Dahmer's or his dad's memoir uh yesterday new book coming up all of that compensatory call in for tomorrow Share the links uh, live and for specific episodes uh, so that non-white people will know. uh, Context of white supremacy, just not on Facebook for the moment, hopefully temporary, but definitely still broadcasting, doing our part. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Number again, 605-313-5164, the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate like i said we'll give folks like another five or so if they have uh observations questions and such uh that stood out i don't know if people have been uh following the whole crypto and sam bankman freed uh, the whole trial and what have you which is ongoing that would be another one uh paying attention because i mean they were talking about outlife lying uh and uh the i guess former his former girlfriend uh make sure i get her name correct carolyn that's it carolyn ellison uh suspected racist uh they were talking about there was so much lying going on in the workplace and cheating people out of all of these funds that might be one to at least casually pay attention to I already gave you my thoughts on making sure there's no dating in the workplace but man deception that is the primary method of maintaining the system of white supremacy racism that is always a great reminder you can even get some of your if you have children and such be paying attention to that this is so common in the workplace be looking out for this and what you hear and how they were lying lying to other people who work there lying to clients and all of that pay attention you might find yourself in this sort of environment. Does it look fun being where you get uh, subpoenaed? You got to come and testify something like this <laughs> and what you saw and all that. Does that look like fun? Hmm, probably not. Right, right, right to <laughs> be on the lookout because there are so many in rods. Remember that one? there's so many of these schemes and scams and lying and all the rest of it like i said that uh what retired firefighter <coughs> mentioned with the Broward sheriffs we think many of them maybe all of them non-white people classified as black with this wire fraud that they're accused of there is so much of that especially now with everything being technological and all the rest of it man talk to your offspring before all the jobs get taken by bots and such be alert just pay attention ask questions you don't want to ask so many that you you know get fired or what have you but just be alert Pay things look you know a little suspicious Hmm. hmm ask questions especially now if they start to get irritated right uneasy about you asking questions that would be another one metaphor red flag uh-huh. Uh-huh. either they didn't have reasonable answers to your questions or they didn't answer them at all Seemed to get upset about you asking in the first place be alert that would be another one same way I said before if you get bopped upside the head in the workplace compose yourself no retaliation fall on the floor You can call your mom or whatever, tell her what happened and then make the police report. You can do the same thing. Man, I was asking questions because it seemed, I don't know, suspicious the way they were explaining their financial program to me. It just, it didn't seem logical. I went to ask questions and they seemed to get all irritated and started sweating like, hmm, talk to you, write it down. So I said, boy, you can keep a workplace journal you don't have to make this a dissertation. You can write a paragraph, two paragraphs maybe. Jot down. What questions did you ask? What were their responses? Were they all nervous? Hmm, what do you mean? Why are you asking about this? What do you say about that? Don't it, 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 it. Write them down. Why did you think it was strange? It might only take up, you know, 60 words, which is not a lot. Many people send more texts about what they ate for dinner just write it down and then that can be something you just pay attention to while you're working there until you figure it out maybe it is nothing nefarious everything's on the up and up all legal great less to worry about if it's not you're just gathering more intel update the journal update the journal update the journal as it goes but be aware of that that is wide spread on the plantation you don't and you don't want to be indicted, right? Because you didn't grasp or whatever, whatever. And like I said, I do not want to be up there having to come and testify some five years later and all that. People looking at me like I might have been involved in all of this and some stealing somebody's money. <laughs> be alert. Ask questions if they. What is that metaphor that they use? Things seem a little fishy. More questions. talk to them especially if you can find some folks who've you know worked there for a sizable amount of time ask even more questions you know see what they think everything's on the up and up you don't have to be as direct about asking where you're indicting someone directly or casting suspicion on someone but yeah just making sure I'm informed and all that doing things in the correct manner and all that following the company policy any hoodles Uh, let's see make sure I didn't miss of the emails justice at com. make sure I didn't miss any of our emails good there let's see our caller at the courthouse in Florida should be with us you had commentary should be with us as well sir
16: yes sir may I be heard
0: affirmative
16: yes sir Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to Gus, the hosts, the listeners, and callers. Um, I wanted to start out with uh, with my observations on the workplace. In the workplace is there have been a lot of images uh, that I've found on the white woman uh, that I still call the warden and, uh, a lot of the administrative white people that have retired from, I think it's going back to maybe like 2015 and, uh, even images where it, I think it's to reflect the nepotism of how she had her daughter working there uh, and how she was able, the warden was able to get a job for a white woman who worked up in the judge's office for at least nine years and she worked in the same office that the warden was at. So, for instance, one of the images is this new white woman who used to work in the courthouse and we used to all go to court together and, uh, do the DV domestic violence court from some years ago. You know, she's on the image for, for instance, with the warden's daughter. So, you know, that's just a way of just, uh, investigating. I've been doing a form of documentation just to, um, archive that, um, uh, and the reason I wanted to mention her is that even though this year in 2023, a lot of the white women have been leaving that are a part of the white women clique, but it's, it's isn't expanded so much that <laughs> they are still trying to still do their, uh, white supremacist clique activities. Um, for instance, speaking of images if there are it, like if you do have social media or something like that it's it's ways where people have these images up and this and they have it public white people they have um their names on stuff first and last name, they're out um in groups, they're hugged up on each other, they have these restaurants I'm like man, these <laughs> and some of these, um, some of these people that work at law firms now, they're not at the courthouse no more, but they still, as they say, link up, and they go to Olive Garden or well, you know, whatever, some one of these type of restaurants, and then they take a picture. It's like I screenshot that too, you know, just to have just my own uh, archives, I guess. Um, And it's just amazing when you, you know, when you do take pictures and document that can really be a major help to you. Uh, my next thing is that I wanted to speak on this white woman that I've been mentioning that was talking about the fragrances. She's been nefarious herself and practicing racism where she's trying to accuse. See, not to see this is the way she's saying it 'cause see they see these two white women they are talking about something that's gonna relate that's relating to racism white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just looking down at the phone at, at at my phone or whatever and for instance the one white woman who trying to um, I guess be a new click leader I guess she's talking about how the black female, like how he was just saying the white people do not want to be working where there's a, a director or a manager over them. Like they get so uh, insecure, like in their racism, uh, they get more unrefined. So he having this conversation with this white woman and she's in it. When she's talking, she's accusing the black female supervisor of not training or assisting, and she was mouthing the words. She stopped verbalizing, like she was talking, but she stopped talking with sound. Like she was, like (laughs) she was talking without making the sound. Because obviously, I'm sitting in there. That's that's my only conclusion. So you know, I look up, and then she's pointing at her pale skin wrist. Like, okay, I'm talking about somebody white, the last two white, you know that's what she was mouthing. she was mouthing the words, the last two white people she didn't she didn't treat them in a way like she did the two other people and, and you know, I just made the connection she didn't she didn't treat them the way that she did the uh the other two, basically talking about two black employees before they got off of their probation and she was advancing them. I'm trying to make it seem like she was mistreating two white employees. Now I want to, I want to uh, explain how these two white employee, employees, they definitely are, um, they have like a, a lacking. They don't, one doesn't know how to type, right? I'm, I'm going to just say what it is. They don't type at the, that they set a criteria for when they sent out these postings. This one white woman was not typing at, you know, at the, I guess, adequate or average speed or whatever. And she was having learning disabilities. Okay? And then she went out on FMLA, So she vacated her job. All right? That was one of the white women this other white woman is talking about. So I've seen that this, see, this white woman came back for an interview for uh, the department that I work in on the other side of the courthouse. So one white woman gave another white woman a chance, a second chance, because that's exactly how she said the chaos coordinator used the term, where well, everybody deserves a second chance, that's this code for a white woman, deserve a second chance. Um, and then she asked another white woman, did she treat you? She didn't treat you correctly, neither, right, or whatever. She's like, yeah, yeah, she didn't treat me right either. So that's two white women trying to make it look like the black supervisors is doing harm to white people. So um, this white woman is going around, and she also spoke to my supervisor, who's also white, Okay. And she about to retire um, next month. So she's sitting in there with her legs crossed talking to um, my white female supervisor. It's like she trying to gather up like an alliance or something to, uh, to slander the black female. So I seen the black male and the black female with the, with the door closed. I'm thinking it's the result of the HR white woman. Uh, I guess coming to approach the black female about how she treated these white staff members. So um <laughs> I shared this with a victim, and she she was like, "Are you serious? They are really talking?" I said, "Yeah, you know they're they're talking like that." Um And if I could just share, like I, I had like two more. Uh, we was we were in a meeting. On Wednesday and the white supervisor, she, she was trying to be very deceptive with the words she was using because remember like how I shared where they came up with the term coordinator. Okay. And I think the war and I'm going to bring her back into it. She was trying to find a way to promote one of the, uh, click girls. Who had a boyfriend who was up in, as you remember, Gus in Bradford County, um, at a at a club trying to slit uh, slit somebody's throat. So this dude is in jail for 15 years. That's her boyfriend. So she got a title not too long after that. If you remember when I reported that, this person got another. I'm thinking she's getting another raid. And once again, a black female that was standing right on my right side there for 19 years, they still hadn't said nothing about her yet. But she trained two white people that they're about to uh, promote and give raises to. So I don't even really be speaking about uh, you know, that happening to her because I just feel like that might cause issues. So I just observe and write stuff down. And my last one is this same black female. She was on the phone. She took a call from this, I think, a racist uh, person who has a criminal felony case open now in a mental health case. So they see they don't want to tell me nothing, you know, because they know I. <laughs> that's just a conclusion I came to as well. Like I expect it from the black people and the white people. So I had to look up this person's name in the in the court records. So he his, he has a, a 2023 CF criminal felony, um, and the charge is like bomb threat. Like he made a bomb threat to the mental health facility, I guess here locally. So he, this dude is saying from the sworn complaint on the police report that he was he was going to he was threat he made multiple threats to bomb the mental health facility, and he was going to come up with it. In a, an assault rifle and kill everyone. So he's charged with a felony. So this same guy has been calling up to records. Uh, the white woman got just totally upset with them and, and ended up handling, handing it off to the black person, the black female. And then, so the two of them have been helping this guy out, but he's been, he's been described as being irate, angry, screaming on the phone saying that you're denying me access to my records but we have a policy where you have to present id so you can get a copy of this because mental health files are confidential so you have to be a party you have to be the defendant you have to be the person on the case so he was mad about that uh yesterday the black female was in a meeting with the top with some of these top white people and i have a um theory i guess that it has something to do with this white man he might have made more threats to her or he might have said said something racial um i don't know but they didn't mention anything about this guy but um i definitely wrote that down and they said if the person calls back and we got to send it to you know one of the administrative white people. Uh, other than that, that's all I have to share. Thanks for allowing me to speak.
0: Come on now. Come on. Don't they have the policy at the courthouse if people call in on the phone and they're being unruly? Like, you know, look here, Jigaboo. Don't you, Saz. You get the records and hurry up. Don't they have the policy? Wait, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, sir. Slow, Slow down now. Wait a minute. You gotta be dignified on the, you can't just talk to me anyway. If you're gonna be that way, I'm hanging up the phone. Not gonna be able to help you. You cannot abuse servants of the good state of Florida. Don't they have the policy where you can just, you know, hang up the phone if they call in and are being unruly?
16: Yes, sir. I have heard them speak on it that way. Like you don't have to really endure these customers when they get angry and hostile and wanna harass you. So that yeah, they they do. They do have that kind of a policy where you don't have to talk with this person, but I look at on the <laughs> see, okay, when these other black males they don't do nothing like that, like the guy who got jumped on, okay, who said I ain't I ain't sucking no, you know what to get out of jail. They look at this dude way worse, but this guy's making the bomb threat, but it said on the. Police report, blue eyes, blonde hair, classified as white. So I noticed the difference in how they are talking about it. They want to be more secretive. And they, I guess they were asking her what things did he say to you. So So um, she hadn't spoken to me about this. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to talk about it again, but I'll be on the lookout for it, though. But, yeah, they do have something to where you, you don't have to be on the phone with them like that.
0: Well, uh, that my word again, safety to me, that seems like something that would be a safety issue that we should tell everybody. Like, what happens if he makes a but he may have made a bomb threat. We don't know what he said. What if he comes here? They've had that before. I remember when they have. Uh, White people who come there and they're going to be threatening and you can't deny this is unconstitutional and they storm around all over the premises and what have you. This might be another case. Like if this dude decides, you know, you keep saying that I got to have identification and all that. And fine, come up here with my identification and cut a fool Like we might want to have a plan in place. What does this guy look like? What's his name? This is what we're going to do. Hit the panic button. Have our shanks at the ready. Like that might, you know, that seems reasonable, especially given everything that's been going on. All of the conflict and people being—they got all these reports about how public officials been abused, shouted at, and all the rest of it. Why not have a safety plan in place? Ah, we <laughs> whispered, like, what is that? Come on, if it had been Leroy, Jamal. No. And then and then you hear that. They say the white fella, blue-eyed white man, he calls in bomb threats and make, You give me my record, Jigaboo. no nah, no nah, 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 nah. And whatever. Else he, like I said, he might be making bomb threats. We don't know. Uh, he calls in and does... The white people get disgruntled. They don't even just... You got the easy out. Hey, sir. You can't just talk to us anyway. You can't be respectful. I'm, 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 I'm hanging up. You call back when you be respectful. Beep. That's it. no, 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 no. They say... Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on a second, uh LaKeisha, you go ahead. <laughs> what is that? What I got to? Whoa, whoa! Time out, time out. Wait, that's not on my right. You don't just dump every white bomb threat maker until. Tell- Why is that me? And they see he did. He told us that before. When they get these old uh, violent, difficult they just segregated section. They they'll they'll hook you right up. Segregate. Yeah, right down there. Segregate. What is that, man? white supremacy and it's not safe if he's doing all that what is the safety? For? See it can't just be okay when he calls in find one of the dark people and come on man come on he says uh <clears throat> before we got to that one important uh he said I, didn't I say the silver tsunami you got it right there flagrantly on display at the courthouse. It seems like every other week he's talking about people that's the warden gotta step down and this person been this white person been there for thirty five years and thirty years and all that right there. They gotta put in all that effort and cheating and everything to be skipping over all these black people. Black female been there nineteen years, we got to skip over them. We gotta fight to keep white people in, do all this unjust networking and lying get they got to get people so unqualified they can't even type now i mean that it's almost 2025 that that's like we got to get i'm sorry young lady who wrote us we have to get like a new nickname for incompetent carry i think she can type now if i'm overstating my bad you correct me but i mean wow 2025 and you can't type they got free tutorials man like you can go to Target and just get a little web book for like 50 bucks probably get one cheaper than that but I mean if that's all we're talking is typing get a computer they got free typing classes probably apps and everything you could imagine I would be embarrassed to tell anybody that. And then, and then, and then, how did you get this job? You got black people. I bet that black female that's worked there for 19 years, I bet she can type. Yep. That's nothing to brag about, man. Don't I mean, be speaking up with no bass in your voice just because you can type. That's low bar, man. That's low bar, low bar. You've been there 19 years, you're supposed to be able to type. But I mean, dang. Dang. How did you get this job, man? How was that a wink? You, you said you can't type? Well, yeah, bah. Dump that off on the Negro. Come on. Come on. She leaves the job, and then she's going to come back, and you still can't type. That was the wager I was going to tell my. You left. You could at least take that typing program while you're sitting at home being shiftless. No. Mm. Uh. The, I ask something. Mm-hmm. I, I I
16: forgot to mention this. This is this is interesting too. Like when that white woman was talking about the other white woman that doesn't know how to type well. She said, "This is another white woman, chaos coordinator." Approached her and asked her had the black person mistreated her, the the female black female supervisor. <laughs> this this white woman, who's also been there over thirty years, said yes. So she's trying to say that. Well, see, this is how she also said it too. Well, I'm not trying to say anyone's racist, but she held up her her white hand and pointed at it. Instead of saying it, I looked at her and said, you know, so she was practicing white supremacy and and then that's it. That's all I want to add.
0: How's it, how's it my fault that you can't type? I mean, then that's another one even for, you know, white people are ignorant about racism. Uh, One, See, they, I'm not, you know, racist and all. She's got to get quiet. Like, I know I'm not. So that's like the white woman who wanted it retracted from the record. Like, you know, on second thought, I don't think I want it on the public record. that I said that the negros are taking all the jobs in South Carolina. Can we get that removed? Like, yes. See, she was crazy. Well, I don't want to be got old nigger in it. Shh. See. I would, all that refinement? You can't be ignorant about racism and have all that refinement. Be looking around. We got negros. Shh, him listening. Shh. But yes, she mistreated me too. Yes. She knew I couldn't type. She didn't want me to learn how to type. Be better at my job. Are you serious? Oh, you're racist. And incompetent. Got it. Uh, the Oh, and she said this was the thing, the fragrance woman. She went around and was trying to blame that on the black people before. Like, you know, that was Lakeisha. You know, I think she came. She had, it was right pungent. You know, it burned my nostrils. Yeah, I think, I think that's. And then he said that's the same woman she brought in the real pungent soap and was trying to say, hey, black brother, I brought in special soap. It's just for you. It works great for the melanated skin. Go ahead and try something. See, 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 that's where it is right there. See, him, him, see, see, see all day that's what i said our brain just doesn't work like i know i don't i don't just get up all day long what can i do to bring in some soap to contaminate these negras ah yes 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 (laughs) And come in and blame it on the black people you know it's you i'm gonna blame it on the black people yes that's that's her over there LaKeisha. yes she's stinking up the whole office terrible why are we allowing this let's do something about that too and go around and blame it on, didn't she it's your fault she can't type, yeah, we won't put that on there too, yes, negros are stinking up the office and it's your fault, black person wouldn't give her typing classes, yes Just what I say before deception and the unjust networking form like Voltron, another illustration, uh, let's see all those pictures and such, we said that they you know Olive Garden or wherever they go out and kick it. The gun range, I guess, whatever they want to do uh, in the Sunshine State. Uh, These, That's how you end up with that sort of thing, where they can go around and solicit all this help to mistreat another black person and that sort of thing. They are homies. We kick it. We're Gonna to go to the birthday party and reunion together and all that. You're getting married, or you have your 10 year wedding anniversary. We're gonna come, let's go get a steak together. We can tell racist jokes, it'll be great. We would love it. Even if they don't get along, they will still do these sort of things. White teens, especially those cliques and things, and way there's probably lots of this stuff coming up because it's holiday time, too. But I always think that is important to remember these are even if they uh, gripe about each other and gossip about each other which they will do even still they are racist homies they are in this together and you need to remember that they will network and work amongst the maybe even go to olive garden and talk about you keep that in mind uh let's see the uh, and he's had a bunch of those, so they sit around and complain about the Negro managers. That's another Olive Garden trip, right there. Sit around and gross. Ah, oh, the Negro is trying to fall us and tell her what to do. Can you believe that Negro? She wouldn't give me the time. More breadstick, more breadstick. Yeah, we get the everlasting pasta. Yes, that Negro man, he's gonna come in. Mr. Fuller talked about that for decades. They don't complain about that white man who is there, who can't do nothing, doesn't know how to talk to people, they don't go and complain about him they will go and sabotage and complain, and even, that'll be another Olive Garden trip, that nigga woman that's worked here for 19 years, we got to make sure she doesn't get that job, what are we going to do about that, well okay organize. more breadstick, more bread, yes, yes, yes make sure she doesn't get it, no Lakeisha the, let's see even for the type thing, man, I've had jobs That was a part of the interview process. They make you fill out the application online or whatever, you know, uh, but literally they would go in. They would sit you at a computer. They would give you, you know, a sheet or boom, go to this web page. Okay. Uh, You type it up right here. Stopwatch or whatever. And bang, go. I've done that. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I have done that where they test right there and if you cannot do something they said the same thing that I said go take a typing class or get a typing program app or whatever that's I mean are you serious that's nothing to brag about I know 10 year olds that can type I took a typing class when I let me think I was 13 I don't remember having my chest poked up I can type without ooh. I don't remember matter of fact I knew people that were younger than that who could type Well, nobody had their chest poked out, and that was decades ago. It's 2025. I would be embarrassed to say I can't type, much less your (laughs) class. Waste of white skin, so-called, is 2025, and you can't type. Sorry, incompetent carry would have to get a new title. You are incompetent. Let's see. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> the criminal, the criminal, uh, felony case. I, I'd say that again. Um, <laughs> reminded them of the other employee who had the criminal boyfriend or what have you. But safety, I cannot emphasize that enough in the workplace. Safety. If e- even finding out about something like that, because you can ask. Like, oh my God, what I just said. They have news reports across the country about the increase in attacks on public officials. I would say bomb threats that would count. What should we do? Shouldn't there be some sort of policy? How should we respond? Do we want to have one state like this guy calls in? We know his name. Boom, boom, boom. If he calls in, is not being civil. Bam. This is what we're and I mean, he can be Hey man, you got to be civil when you call in. If you can't do that, well, then we're not going to be able to help you. And goodbye. Bam. If he calls in, you let the bailiffs know you already got the panic button and everything. We should be at the ready. He comes in. Okay, buddy. Same thing we told you on the phone. You are going to be civil. If you can't behave, you're a Bailiffs and all that should be at the ready. Bam. Handcuff him up and bam. Get, get it together, buddy. And boom, you wait that's what they would do if it was a Negro. i know that why the, why is all this permissive and i mean that's pretty serious right, bomb like they said that's a felony that's pretty serious why is that something to be the uh fella just did the shooting right there in jacksonville why is that something to be lax about I'm like eh. and and much less shh, they got a mind that when that's two times two times she didn't want us to get the shh, him listening and then the same thing are oh, we calling with it shh Mom thread again. don't let him listening shh <laughs> if anything that's another one I said if you are a non-white person and you're behaving like you might be a little bit less confused about racism you will stick out it will be all eyes on you and exactly what he said they're keeping information from me yes actively Pertinent in life say, like what happens if he comes at? what if he has a bomb for real? We just read about that too, book like, three books in a row, bomb, 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 read about that. That's how we wrapped up Lionel Do, bomb the school, no less. What does it mean to be white, but that that in my view, at least that would be something super serious. He's already upset on the phone. What if he comes down to the courthouse and he doesn't have proper identification. Or he's just riled up for whatever reason. Or he stumbles into the segregated section. Now he's really riled up. Like, got some nigga man tell me that, you know, they're not going to get my documentation and I got to have this and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. oh, my God. Safety. Uh, if anything, that, that is disgraceful, though. Like, for real. Like, I would be alert. P's and Q's they're doing all this all of that really nefarious and trying to hide things so like ooh wee anybody comes in the courthouse and they're like that's why I said before like <laughs> the way if they and they they had even talked about not abusing the panic button I'm totally for that so it can't just be a black person comes in and raises their voice one time we can't hit the panic button but ooh wee if I remember the name of this fella pew, panic button is right okay short leash buddy that's what they say metaphor we are not putting up with a whole lot of lip and i would have the uh policy and proceed or i don't know if that was a memo or whatever but i would have the email and all of that at the ready short leash buddy because i don't know what you got security at the ready I can talk to them too mate that's so disgraceful like I'm just thinking about that's so disgraceful they should have already talked to security and the bailiffs and talked to all this that safety you want to keep everybody safe what if he brings a bomb in here Jesus Ugh. Uh, other folks if if you have commentary hopefully they're not making bomb threats at your facility if they are take it seriously other folks, if uh, y'all have thoughts, observation, tips to share, let us know. Folks might be all satisfied for their Friday. Again, we'll be here uh, Saturday, about 24 hours. Compensatory call in get our news notes uh, for the past week uh, hopefully be back on Facebook uh, for tomorrow not that I enjoy hanging out on all of that just so that I can post share links easier access for victims of white supremacy to access the cows uh, listener supported counter racist radio invest if you think the cows is constructive hit the blog racism hyphen notes dot dot com racism hyphen notes dot blogspot dot com you'll see the button for paypal right in the top right corner beneath the button you'll see the links for paypal cash app and venmo the cash app address cash app forward slash dollar sign the cows Enormous gratitude to all of the investors who have kept us broadcasting. It'll be 15 years if we get to February. White people permitting, hopefully we've been worthy of your time and energy. We'll make sure uh, I get in as well. Uh, With regards to the workplace, again, be alert. It looks like you have folks who are retiring, talking about retiring because sometimes they do a big build up to that and party and all of that hmm, maybe I can get this slot lots of folks are aging especially the people classified as white, some non-white people are going to get these jobs, see if you can be one, like I said, especially the uh, AI psychotherapist hmm that sounds like it might have some job stability there. See if you can get that one and then tell us all the details. What do you get to do and all the rest of it? A.I. psychotherapist. Maybe Z can do that. Put that in our brain computer at a young age. A.I. psychotherapist. Any hoodles? Much about, did we miss anyone? Anyone? Commentary? Suggestion they need to share before we wrap up? Soon folks are good, much obliged uh hopefully worthy of folks' time and energy uh I will add since it's hey holiday season, so Halloween is I guess like two weeks or what have you, and they're starting all those parts. Start that now, sobriety would be best if you have to go to any of these functions, right you know they're gonna be looking at you nasty if you skip out on the Thanksgiving jamboree or whatever it is. You go for 30 minutes, you're sober, you take someone with you, that's that, that way you can, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 take the quick pick or whatever, and you are out of there, but I would be very serious, and even you can let them know in advance, I'm sober, and I even, I offered that when I said, hey, you can say, substance abuse has been a serious problem in my life, that doesn't necessarily have to be you, that could be, you know, other family members, friends, loved ones, whatever as a result I generally excuse myself or I generally don't even visit environments that have alcohol and that sort of thing because it's been a devastating problem in my life and I think especially now they got all these white people on opioids and everything and they got dry January has come up so called no alcohol for the month to start the new year I suspect that would work for a whole lot of folks especially if if it is going to be spirits because sometimes they have these functions at a bar oh yeah that's all you have to. Say. Oh, my. okay, okay. And will respect. That should be nothing else said. But I would use that one at minimum. If you gotta go, sober here for 30 minutes, out of here. And you take someone with you, so you have a witness. You can be good. Also, man, I would be alert if there are going to be major events here in Seattle. I did not grasp. I told you, I generally, I don't like when they have events where it's going to be large numbers of. Intoxicated whites in public. Like I'm glad the Mariners didn't make the playoffs for Major League Baseball. They did last year. Lots of particularly because the games are at night. So that means there are lots of nighttime events with large number, like thousands of intoxicated white people roaming the streets. E. Tomorrow. University of Washington plays the University of Oregon. ESPN is in town. Huge game. I didn't grasp that until today. Like, oh my God. What? What? Oh, like, woof. Going to Richmond Beach tomorrow, avoiding all of that. Why is that? What did I just say? Thousands of intoxicated white people. And this will be one with thousands of intoxicated young white people under age, white people concentrated in one area avoid like the plague any hoodles uh, we will be here tomorrow not even close to the University of Washington Surpr- I even thought about that like dang this is the last year of the Pac-12, because that's what it is tomorrow, Pac-12 battle. Dang. Oh, Coach Prime, he would be coming here if the conference continued. We are not the University of Washington playing the University of Colorado this year, but they have played for many, many years, those two schools in the Pac- now defunct Pac-12. But this year they are not playing, so no Coach Prime in Seattle. That would be another event. Not going to be near the University of Seattle. Wave at Coach Prime from afar. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. Say it three times, especially in the workplace. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient, composed in the workplace and with other black people. immediately no name calling no gossiping no throwaway offspring cow signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga
16: you so brainwashed
11: i'm a victim no brother problem
16: you're a victim
11: yeah. i'm up. a victim of 400 years of conditioning shut up the
6: man has programmed my condition mm-hmm Even my conditioning has been conditioned.